1: Sports Talk Mississippi, ah. on your radio and in the game, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Ah.
3: What's up, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com Wednesday afternoon. In uh, in almost late June, past the halfway mark of June, June 22nd, and it is a game day. Not always a game day this time of year, but it is a game day. Today is Ole Miss, and Arkansas will meet in a, how do you classify it? a semifinal game? Is that the, uh, the, the, the right way? It's not winner's bracket because one team has a loss. And it's not a semifinal
4: because one team can lose and continue playing.
5: It's a it's a regional final.
3: A regional final game one. Yeah, I guess a bracket Money. final game one. Whatever it is, if Ole Miss wins tonight, they advance to the championship series of the College World Series. If they lose tonight to the Razorbacks, then we'll turn it around and do it all over again tomorrow. There's one game going on right now. Exact same stakes: Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Oklahoma leading 5-1 to one over Texas AM. Aggie's got a solo home run in the top of the sixth inning from Dylan Rock to knock the zero off the board. Oh, you had the shutout through five, and so uh, a run in the top of the sixth for AM to get them on the board. But the Sooners looking like they will advance. And if they do, and if Ole Miss wins tonight, you'll have a pair of dark days. Thursday and Friday will be dark days, nothing happening at the College World Series. Turns out not to be the case, then obviously you would have a game or a couple of games coming up tomorrow. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, and you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. You can find them online at PearlRiverResort.com or you can book your tee time or your trip at DancingRabbitGolf.com. Guys, on this day where Ole Miss has got... Um, the biggest game in its program's history. <laughs> Following the biggest game in its program's history two days and, ago, yeah. And, and, and perhaps preceding the biggest game in program history. What are your thoughts? What, what, what's on your mind as we are now about three hours from first pitch from Ole Miss-Arkansas round two in the College World Series? It's kind of interesting, and we'll need more
4: time to get into it later. I'm sure we will, but uh, the most fascinating piece of this is in February... If I'd have told you John Gaddis would be pitching for Ole Miss in a chance to send the team to the championship series, you wouldn't have been surprised. He was a starter to, to start the season. Now, if I'd have told you in May, or John Gaddis is going to be <laughs> pitching to send Ole Miss to a championship series, you would have been like, "Wait, what?" Um, It's a big spot. This is why he transferred to Ole Miss, right? He said it himself, but also Logic told you that he went from Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, put off going to medical school because he wanted to play in a super regional. He wanted to play in the biggest stage in college baseball, and it felt like for a time, even if his team got there, he wouldn't be a part of that stage. Not really. Not in this capacity. He's getting the start tonight, and we'll see if he can take advantage of the opportunity that's been given.
3: Hey, Dad, what about you? When, when, when you look at this thing, obviously coming at it from a uh, from a different perspective, what's your thought going into Ole Miss-Arkansas Round 2 based on what you've seen so far?
5: Well, you know, I was thinking back to last year a little bit, and, and, you know, State had all the momentum, and then they played this game against Texas and lost. And I remember a lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, now the wheels are going to start to spin a little bit. And they ended up sort of the same situation Ole Miss is in, right? That they they went to their ace, they went to Delu, you know, they went to Bednar, which is Ole Miss would have to go to Delucia tomorrow. So, I, I, I this may sound weird coming from me, but I hope that Ole Miss fans who are watching the game tonight, if it does not go their way, don't jump on the we are Ole Miss bandwagon just yet. You know, there's still another game to be played with your best pitcher uh, throwing in it. But the way Ole Miss is playing right now, I I would expect them to take care of their business tonight. To be totally honest with you.
3: I I kind of feel that way also. Arkansas, um, so we talked a lot yesterday about potential pitching matchup, right? Um, uh, About who, if you were in Mike Bianco's shoes, you would start. Or if it was just your decision, who you would start in this situation. And I think all three of us and a lot of people in the ceasefire text line thought that um, Derek Diamond was the way that Ole Miss would go. And it's kind of what we settled on as well, that you know, Derek Diamond may be the way that Mike Bianco goes, and you're just careful with him. He has shown a, a great deal of effectiveness the first time through the order. It is a level of effectiveness that declines rapidly after that first trip through the order, after guys have seen him, after maybe he loses just a little bit of velocity on the fastball. But that's not the way that Mike Bianco went. He goes with a left-handed starter. And there were some people that... Um, maybe not yesterday that we talked about, but uh, thought that Jack Washburn would be the uh, the way that they would go. And the thought there was big park, fly ball outs, maybe you can eat up some outs and, and kind of get it to the bullpen. Ole Miss is in really good shape in terms of its pitching, right? There's no delusion, no Elliott tonight. you know that. But everybody else that is wearing an Ole Miss baseball uniform that has a P next to their name, for pitcher is available and ready to go and you got to think desperately wants the ball wants the yeah. opportunity to step on that mound on that stage and it's guys that's shown you that they can give you multiple innings right it's not like you've got four guys
4: that you really only use for an inning it's doherty who you've started at, at points who can give you multiple innings mallets can give you multiple innings if if you need to go to derek diamond he can give you a couple of really effective innings, Drew. It's it's not just that they've got arms; they've got guys that have shown effectiveness over multiple innings. So it's not like we're sitting here saying Gaddis has got to give them six. No, he doesn't. He just has no. to keep he he has to keep Arkansas's number on the
3: scoreboard low. That's all he's got to do. Here's a question about Arkansas. So Ole Miss and Arkansas are meeting for the fourth time this year. What have you seen in the pre... Now, if you say, what have you seen from Arkansas in the College World Series, you get a different answer to this question. Because they scored 17 in their win against Stanford. They scored five against Ole Miss, but really, you know, three that mattered. But five total runs against Ole Miss... And then yesterday they scored 11 in the win. But in games between Arkansas and Ole Miss, what have you seen that makes you think Arkansas is going to explode offensively? They played three games in Fayetteville. Not in not in Oxford, not in Omaha. Three games in Fayetteville. They scored two in a loss, six in a win, and that included a three-run home run that was a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth, and 4 in a win. And then they scored 5 in an 8 run loss. So and they do struggle
4: at- with lefties too. So Gattis is a bit of a different story because he's only this is his seventh start of the season, but Arkansas does not particularly do well against lefties. Yeah. 9 and 8 I believe is their record with uh, against a lefty starter this year.
3: And I guess I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of we talked about Arkansas's lineup yesterday, and there are a lot of guys that scare you, right? I mean, Peyton Stovall, they moved him from the from the eight spot in the lineup to the two-hole in the lineup, and he went five for six last night. Great night. And, you know, Jalen Battles has swung it really well in the postseason. And Turner has had a hot bat. There are a bunch of guys in the Arkansas lineup that have really been swinging it well. But just based on the matchup between these two teams, what makes you think that Arkansas is going to go score 11 tonight? Is there is there anything that you've seen that makes you think that?
5: No, I'm based off the matchups between these two teams. But I would say Arkansas wasn't playing its best baseball when they when they met up in Fayetteville earlier this year. The same way Ole Miss wasn't
3: <laughs> Say neither was Ole so, Miss.
5: Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it was just just a, you know the way the series went. But they've been they've played well in Omaha outside of the game against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is the hot team right now. But Arkansas is certainly capable. They they certainly have the the talent and and the ability to get runs on the board tonight.
3: What about Ole Miss offensively? I mean, because it it feels like the majority of the conversation about Ole Miss in the postseason has centered around the pitching. By the way, Derek Diamond started game three against Arkansas in Fayetteville. It went terrible. Four and two-thirds, eight hits, four earned runs. If John Gaddis gives you that tonight, I think you win. John Gaddis in relief in Fayetteville after Derek Diamond two and a third two hits no runs one walk no strikeouts and then Brandon Johnson pitched the last inning of uh, of that game a game that Ole Miss lost four to three. Um, so we're uh, we're going to unpack everything that we can about this matchup tonight between the Rebels and the Razorbacks. By the way, when they met in that third game. Arkansas picked up the win to go to 34-10 and on the year. Ole Miss took the loss to fall to 24-19. and These two teams are a little bit in a little bit different place as they meet with a chance to go to the College World Series hanging in the ballots, the finals of the College World Series. we got plenty of guests coming up this afternoon. Teddy Cahill will join us at 337. Brad Henderson at 420. When we come back, David DeLucci joins us from Omaha, Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
6: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call them at 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. An accident on I-55 southbound has the two right lanes blocked just past Woodrow Wilson. That's exit 98A Woodrow Wilson. Two left lanes are blocked southbound on 55. Elsewhere, things looking fairly smooth. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call 601-353-5217.
9: At Mazda of Jackson, during our Sisland summer sell-down. That's right, all summer long, the temperature is hot, and so are the deals on every Mazda in stock. It's time to transcend the ordinary with a new Mazda CX-5 and CX-9, with 1.9% financing for 36 months. That's right, 1.9% APR for 36 months on 2022 Mazda CX-5s and CX-9s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. It's our mission to give you great deals while treating you like family, every single Single day. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20 year, 250,000 mile powertrain warranty from Mazda Jackson. Our incredible credit team will work hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your trade, and we'll give you top dollar for it. Come take advantage of these scorching deals because the heat is on. At Mazda Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves, visit our state of the art facility located at 5397 I 55 Furnished Road North in Jackson. Call 991 2222 today. MazdaJackson.com.
7: See you for details with recreditable select models. The Best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Goal Sports Cafe. The Philly cheesesteak sandwich or wrap, melt-in-your-mouth pulled pork sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again,
8: 769-208-8283. How can R.J. Young help you? With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology... R.J. Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of The Modern Office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Trying to get you ready for Ole Miss and Arkansas tonight from Omaha, Charles Schwab Field, Regional final of the College World Series. David DeLucci joins us right now. College baseball analyst with the SEC Network and ESPN. Former big leaguer, former All-American at Ole Miss as well. And big energy last night on the uh, on the set of SEC Now. Luce, what's up, my man?
10: Hey, Richard. Thanks for having me. This is uh, definitely an awesome experience. It's uh uh, a lot to take in and even better when the Ole Miss Rebels are up here. So big energy last night, bigger energy today, and hopefully it will continue to grow.
3: All right, so so I asked Haydad and Borky as we were, uh, were starting things off, kind of from a big picture standpoint, what, what are you thinking about today? When, when you think about this matchup between Ole Miss and Arkansas, it's the fifth time that they've met this season talked about pitching, we've talked about offense, we've talked about familiarity. Just, just when you look at the matchup, where do you kind of start in terms of processing it?
10: Well, the first thing I think about is a, a question that everyone has been a- asking is, does Arkansas need a day off? Does it help them to continue to play? Or would it be better for having a day of rest? And in my opinion, uh, as a former player, I would rather play every single day, especially if I'm hot. And a team that scored that many runs last night and the way that they were able to manhandle Auburn to jump right back on the field, it continues the momentum, it continues the confidence, and it keeps you from overthinking the process. So I think in a situation like this, Arkansas is right where they want to be. And I've heard a lot of interviews that their players have given, not only locally but nationally, and they all have said, hey, this is what we want. We want to continue to play every single day. And the Rebels are the team that needs to worry, not us. So the confidence is definitely high on that other side of the field.
3: How much of that is convincing yourself because that's the only option?
10: Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's win or go home, and it's been like that for Arkansas since yesterday uh, and since the Rebels faced them earlier on. So you got to sometimes talk your way into believing that you can do it Um, And the other thing is you never want to admit what the other team on the other side is actually actually accomplishing. And the fact that Ole Miss is playing like a team that they've been capable of throughout the year. They just couldn't put it together. Now, all of a sudden, they've got pitching, defense, and hitting working like we thought, like the team uh, was when they were actually ranked number one in the nation. And so it's a different matchup tonight as it has been for Arkansas throughout the course of the year. So you judge Ole Miss by where, the way they're playing. You judge Ole Miss by the way Arkansas saw them in the College World Series, and that's a different team.
3: So, David, you played baseball, what, from the time you were five until basically the the time you were 40? And so my assumption yeah. is you, you've been a part of a lot of different kinds of teams. Were you ever a part of a team, and, and probably at the big league level more than any, anything else, where you knew your team was good? and you knew you were talented, but you just didn't play well for an extended period of time. But then something happened, and you started playing well. Has that ever happened on a team that you've been on?
10: Yeah, I think it happens to a lot of teams. I I think it's very common. Uh, and, And what tends to take place during the course of the year, if you know you're that team that should be winning and you're not, you put way too much pressure on yourself. And as I mentioned earlier, you overthink everything. What am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? What do I need to change? Baseball is a game of adjustments. And so when you go across or against what's natural and against what has gotten you to the spot where you know that you're good, you're actually hurting your cause more than you are helping it. So these young players throughout the course of their careers – have done things the right way to make them successful enough to play in the SEC, to play on the Ole Miss Rebel baseball team, and to make it into the postseason. You just got to go out there and be natural, let your instincts take place. I think that's why Ole Miss has found success. They know they were the last team allowed into the NCAA regionals. They've got nothing to lose. So I would rather face a team that has everything to lose than a team that has nothing to lose because, look, I'm, Stood right next to the Ole Miss dugout when they played Arkansas the other night, and they were so loose and free. It's unlike any Ole Miss team that I've seen in a pressure situation. So to me, those guys are playing with house money, and that's exactly what you need to feel like when you want to win it all.
3: I was asking somebody yesterday, we we were talking about this, Ole Miss does have the luxury of they've got two opportunities to, to win one game. That's been the case in a regional and a super regional, and Mike Bianco has kind of kind of squashed that idea. He's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're not approaching this as, hey, if it doesn't go well today, we've got tomorrow. They're trying to go out and take care of business, and it's worked the first two times. If Ole Miss gets punched, if they were to lose this game tomorrow night, are they able to maintain what you were just talking about a second ago, that, that loose attitude, that comfort level at the ballpark or with the stakes being as high as they are do they tighten up in that scenario
10: well that's that's the the million dollar question right is, is how are they going to react and that all falls upon the leaders on that team and what can they do if they are to lose to loosen the team up i, I remember when i was with the arizona diamondbacks in the 2001 world series and we went to New York and got punched in the face game after game, and the leaders and the veterans on that team. If you walked into that clubhouse, we were blaring music. We were we had pop music on. Michael Jackson uh, CDs were playing. It, it, you never would have guessed that we were in the situation we were in. And because of that, we didn't press. We didn't we didn't focus on the negatives. And we came out when we got back to Arizona and won the next two ball games. So that's what if Ole Miss loses. They're going to have to loosen that clubhouse up, let everybody take a deep breath and relax and go out there and focus on just doing the little things that help you win, not worry about, man, this is it. Our backs are now against the wall. We're in a difficult situation. And press the panic button. That's the worst thing you can do. But, look, the bottom line, and Coach B is right, you got to go out there and win today and focus on the win today because if you lose that killer instinct, you may not get it back because the team on the other end, if they win, they've got even more instinct to win tomorrow.
3: Yeah. Busy with David DeLucci, college baseball analyst with ESPN, the SEC Network, former big leaguer. Uh, nice humble brag of uh, when I was on the Diamondbacks and we played in the World Series and went to New York. That's uh, I, I would love to have that <laughs> to be able to go to randomly in conversation. Um, Dave Van Horn goes with Hagen Smith today. There was some thought that, you know what, Vax against the wall. They're going to turn to Connor Nolan. Um, Nolan didn't look great on short rest in the uh, in the regional. Do you think that's why he goes Hagen Smith as opposed to Nolan here?
10: Yeah, I think so. And and if if I was in his situation, I would do the same thing. Here's the thing: he's got a bunch of options. Connor Nolan, throughout the course of the year, has shown some arm fatigue. Uh, the extra days of rest has, have helped him toward the end of the season. So it's good for him not to start tonight. It doesn't mean you're not going to see him enter in that ballgame. If Hagan Smith gets roughed up early, it's all hands on deck, and it could be Connor Nolan coming in next. But if things go well, uh, and, and let's not forget, Hagan Smith is a freshman, uh, and he's pitched better out of the bullpen, which he's earned two saves in the NCAA regionals. Uh, if he and he was a starter early on in the year now, so this is not way out of the box for him. But if he does well, you may see another freshman, Brady Tigart, come in there and then just go to the bullpen, which Arkansas has a tremendously deep bullpen, and then you save Connor Nolan for tomorrow. That sets them up perfectly if they have to play another game. If Hagen Smith gets roughed up, I think Connor Nolan comes in and then the rest is whoever can throw uh, tonight because it is do or die for them. So okay. Ole Miss, so, on the other hand, man, go ahead, well, go ahead.
3: No, I just wanted to interrupt for a second. You, you think if it doesn't go well right out of the gate for Hagan Smith that Dave Van Horn would go to Connor Nolan tonight?
10: I, I would do it, man. I, I would wow. do it because you, you cannot play looking forward to tomorrow because tomorrow may never come. So um, I, I, I'm sure – Dave Van Horn has talked to all his pitchers and said, who can give me some innings tonight? He knows exactly who can. Um, and, and he's got that written down on a sheet of paper or who he's going to go to next. So uh, in this situation like this, man, everybody, if you're available, look, I'm going to go back to the 2001 World Series. Randy Johnson came in and closed the game for us in game seven. So mm-hmm. um, everybody, if they can pitch, may have the opportunity or may have the need to get in and pitch tonight.
3: Should be a fun one. Stakes are really high, especially for Arkansas. If they don't win tonight, their season is done. If Ole Miss wins, they advance for the very first time to the College World Series Finals. DeLucci, thanks so much for some time today. Good catching up with you and hope to see you this weekend.
10: Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Go Rebs.
3: David DeLucci. SEC Network, ESPN, college baseball analyst, former All-American at Ole Miss. Uh, some interesting insight there. Wouldn't you guys love to have that just like in your in your back pocket? You know, in the 2001 World Series when we were playing. And it's so you know, innocent the, uh,
4: too, but it's such a brag, you know. Yeah, like he is doing the it just from math an analyst
3: that perspective.
5: Uh, you know, got a got a big deal
3: there. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com. Teddy Cahill for Baseball America when we come back.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 98. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Thursday, a scorcher, sunny skies, high near 101. Thursday evening, mostly clear, low around 76. And for your finally Friday, sunny skies and hot as well, high near 100 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
11: In the runoff election, you have a clear choice. Michael Cassidy proposes $48 trillion in new federal spending. It's the last thing we need while inflation is making us pay more. To stop reckless government spending, we need a real conservative in Congress, like Michael Guest.
13: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message
14: because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi
13: values. I
14: ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff
13: election.
11: Paid for my friends of Michael
14: Guest.
15: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Supertalk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Partisan bickering has become the norm in D.C., but Mississippi GOP Chairman Frank Bordeaux believes that'll change after the midterms.
17: My wife and I were in Natchez. We were getting gas. We were filling up. And there was an older SUV next to me. And I noticed the lady put a $1.50 in her tank. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go give a her $1.50 in her tank. And she did not know who I was, didn't know I was chairman of the party. She said, I'm never voting for Joe Biden again. It's not unique to her. It's not unique to Mississippi. It's not unique. There's millions of Americans that are hurting like she is. That will bring our party together.
16: He says it's also bringing independents and conservative Democrats over to the party and predicts a huge voter turnout in November. For all things sports, news, and more in the Magnolia State, head on over to supertalk.fm.
18: Hello, I'm Kenny Francis from Corning, Arkansas. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Arkansas 2022 Catfish Farmer of the Year
1: means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy, and they were
17: raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information,
18: visit uscatfish.com.
1: What happened? What the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi
3: they the bottom of the eighth inning in Omaha. Oklahoma is three outs away from advancing to the championship round of the NCAA College World Series. They lead 5-1 over Texas A&M. Teddy Cahill joins us from Charles Schwab Field in Omaha right now. Teddy Cahill, of course, with Baseball America, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Teddy, what's up, my man? I'm enjoying a beautiful day here in Omaha. A little less hot than it was for the first weekend of games, huh?
19: Yeah, we've uh, we've hit a, a better temperature for sure, and uh, still plenty of sun. So that's 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 what counts here.
3: Yeah, yeah, certainly, uh, good news. So, what about this game going on right now? It is has Oklahoma just found a different gear? Are they just playing at a different level, or is it simply Arkansas? Or excuse me, Texas A and M's out of arms? What, what do you make of of the domination from the Sooners? Well I
19: think today it's really been a
3: lot of David Sandlin who has this in
19: him uh you know he he certainly has big stuff but he just hasn't been able to do it so consistently uh, throughout the season but this is a guy that opened the season as their number two starter and I saw him opening the weekend and I was really impressed for the first few innings and then you know Arizona's offense got to him that uh, in that game but he he has the ability to suffocate offenses like this and and to me that's uh, really been what's happening here and we haven't seen that happen to a very often. and I, I don't quite know uh, what what's changed for their offense, other than you know Sandlin has just been so good.
3: Um, seven innings, five hits, one earned run, twelve strikeouts. That's um, that's a pretty good line today for uh, for David Sandlin trying to get Oklahoma to the uh, to the championship series. How big of an advantage for Oklahoma is it if? Arkansas forces uh, another game tomorrow, regardless of who wins tomorrow between the, the Rebels and the Razorbacks. I mean, obviously it changes if Ole Miss wins tonight, but if that scenario plays out, how big is the advantage for Oklahoma?
18: I do think
19: it would be significant primarily just because Trevin Michael, who's in the game now, he's trying to finish this out with two innings. He is clearly, like far and away, Oklahoma's most trusted reliever. They use him multiple innings at a time, they, they want to run him out there for that. And so getting him extra rest is important here. And so if he had two days to, to get right before the finals, uh, I, I think that would be important for him. Uh, you know, Whereas if, if there is a, another game between Ole Miss and Arkansas, that's another day where th- those relievers have to pitch, particularly if this is Arkansas – Coming out of it, and they've had to play all these games in a row. Like that, that would be really tough for them. But I, I think the primary advantage here, from Oklahoma's standpoint, would be would be Michael uh, versus what the other teams would be doing.
3: Visiting with Teddy Cahill from Baseball America, Teddy, we talked going into Ole Miss's first game of the College World Series back when they, they played Auburn on Saturday, which was only a few days ago, but it feels like a long time ago. Uh, about whether or not there was anything that you could take from the the regular season series all the way back at the beginning of SEC play. And most people are like, nah, not really. They're much different teams than they were. Well, Ole Miss and Arkansas have now played each other four times. They've split four games with Ole Miss winning one game four to two and one game 13 to five, Arkansas winning six to three and four to three. So from the previous four meetings, what do we take? In looking at this matchup tonight between the Razorbacks and the Rebels, I mean,
19: I think what we take is that they're pretty closely matched. Ultimately, that you know the the series won on a one run rubber game on a Sunday, and you know they've they've just played a lot of close games, as you outlined there. And I, I think that they're they're trying to do things kind of in a similar fashion too. When you when you look at some broader aspects of the team, and I, I just find them to be a, a very well balanced you know, against each other kind of teams, that they, they have powerful offenses, they've got a couple of arms they really trust on the mound, and, um, you know, maybe Arkansas is an advantage defensively, but they're, they're just very similar in my eyes at this point.
3: Walk me through what you think Dave Van Horn's pitching plan might be tonight. And the reason I say that, we just talked with David DeLucci from the SEC Network a little while ago, and he said it, he he thought, and he wouldn't be surprised that if things didn't go well for Hagen Smith early, that Dave Van Horn might turn to Connor Nolan in this game. Conventional wisdom is because you're not starting Connor Nolan, he's not pitching tonight. D- do you subscribe to the idea that we could see Connor Nolan tonight, even though he's not in a starter's role?
19: I feel like that would be a bit of a surprise. Um, you know, he, you know, Dave Van Horn made a very big effort to get a left-hander in you know, the last time that they played here two days ago in, in against Ole Miss, and that didn't work. I, Nolan is different than a normal right-hander, obviously. That is their ace. Um, and you can't – they really need him tomorrow, but tomorrow doesn't happen if they don't win tonight. So I, I, mm-hmm. I do understand where where Delucci's coming from on that, but I just think that they're probably looking for other options. And to, to put Nolan in the game, you know – Hagan Smith probably won't have too long of a leash. I, I just don't know how fast you're going to be able to get Nolan ready. Like, is he going to to do that? Like, how how much is his routine affected by that? Can he get Can he get hot quick? And I, so, I, I would be a little surprised to see that.
3: If Ole Miss wins tonight, give me the reasons why.
19: Uh, I think it starts with uh, you know managing uh, against Hagan Smith. You know, be, being able to get into that bullpen sooner than later. Uh, and, and I think it's uh, you know just an offense that, that continues to to roll. I mean, I, I think Ole Miss can maybe pitch their way through this, but I, I think what we saw offensively from them the last time out that was that was really impressive, and I, I feel like if they can continue that, that's uh, that's going to bode really well for them tonight.
3: Well, this this feels like a cliche question, so forgive me for this, and and I guess the the answer is simple, right? about jumping out early. I mean, you always want to jump out early, right? You want, to, you want to throw the first punch. You want to give yourself some margin for error. But given what Ole Miss did against Arkansas on Monday night, how important is it for either, you can look at it either way, Ole Miss to jump out early or Arkansas to avoid having to look up and see a deficit, given, given what just happened?
19: I think that is significant, especially given how that game went. But it's also just significant in this World Series. There have only been two lead changes the whole time we've been here in Omaha. That's insane. Uh, right now, leads feel like they, they mean an awful lot. Uh, and, you know, just being able to to be that team that is the aggressor, I, I think is has proven very effective here. And, um, you know, I, I think compounding on that is the fact that, you know, against uh, you know, against Arkansas two nights ago that, you know, that's going to be in the back of every one of these players' minds. You don't want, if you're Arkansas, you can't really afford to get down and just think, oh, here we go again. Uh, so I, I think it is a big deal for both of
3: those. I see the question about Arkansas that I asked about Ole Miss a second ago. If Arkansas wins this game tonight, what was the reason?
19: I think Hagan Smith had an outstanding night if, if they win. Um, you know, Again, they, they can, much like Ole Miss, could pitch their way to this one. Arkansas could hit their way uh, out of out of this, but I, I think that from a pitching standpoint, right now they, they I think Hagan Smith would would have a big night if Arkansas wins tonight.
3: You know, it's it's interesting looking at both of these teams, and, I, and maybe it's because they've played each other four times, and there's so much familiarity. And Dave Van Horn and Mike Bianco have played each other like a, a million times in the 20 or so years that both of them have been head coaches. But it doesn't feel like either team's scared of the other. Like you, you know what you're going to get. It's just you, you got to go out and play well. And whichever team plays better, it feels like is going to walk away with a win tonight. Am I crazy for thinking? Yeah,
19: that. no, I, I think you're right. I mean, they've played each other four times. Like we, like we mentioned, they just played each other. There's there's plenty of respect between these two teams, and um yeah, they're, they're, there's a lot of understanding of what they are. And uh so yeah, it, no one's going to be overcome by the moment here you know yeah Arkansas is playing with their back against the wall but I think they're okay with that too they've done that before and uh so yeah it, it's really just all of these other things around this game I think because the opponents know each other as well as they do they kind of go away and it, it just becomes about who's better on that day
3: Teddy how many jello shots have you had this week I've had none um, um I'm, I'm not the to,
19: to the oldest or Arkansas total yet
3: Tell the truth. I don't believe you. Oh, I'm messing with you. <laughs> hey, man. It's, I can see from,
19: uh, it's, from where I'm standing, though.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's been fun visiting with you all season long. Maybe we can catch up one more time when this is all said and done and put a bow on the year. But, uh, Teddy, as always, we appreciate your time and your insight. Keep up the great work.
19: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Richard. And
3: that's Teddy Cahill from uh, Baseball America. You can follow him on Twitter at Ted Cahill. Always uh, good insight from him. He didn't necessarily agree with the idea that David DeLucci threw out that uh, Arkansas could throw Connor Nolan tonight. That feels like a stretch. I mean, I suppose you get into a desperate times call for desperate measures type of thing, but um, they, they, they've they got some arms, right? I mean, there's not an arm that they threw the other night that scares you, but but Hagen Smith is good, and Brady Tigert hasn't pitched in the entire College World Series, and Zebulon Vermillion threw an inning last night. He could come back and pitch again. I guess Zach Morris could come back and pitch again. I don't know if you'd want him to. He he looked very ill-prepared for the moment. Yeah, He could. Didn't throw a lot the other night, I guess was kind of the point, in terms of arms available. There's a lot to talk
4: about with Smith here, though. Because the stuff's electric, right? I mean, mid to upper 90s from the left side, good off-speed stuff. But he's erratic. And, wants. and has been coming out of the pin lately because he's been erratic. And so can Ole Miss lay off things and be patient from a guy with that kind of stuff on the left side? Because lately that's been rewarding. Can they do it?
3: We will, in uh, the 4 o'clock hour, talk with Brad Henderson from the Ole Miss Radio Network. Right now we'll take a timeout. Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. We'll get your texts on the Ceasefire text line when we come back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you, they're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. A couple of accidents on 55 as traffic backed up both north and southbound lanes. The right lane blocked past woodrow Wilson southbound, and the left lane is blocked northbound just past fortification. So expect delays around the waterworks. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, where you can enjoy low interest rates on loans and free checking accounts at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
0: Why trust Coleman-Taylor transmissions to repair your
6: transmission? We are dedicated at doing only transmission repair. So we have a lot of people that call, do you do engine work, do you do general repair? And we're like, no. They're like, golly, y'all have treated me so well. I'd love it if you did well. The fact of the matter is the reason we can treat people so well at this one thing is because that's all we do. You know, the old adage goes, do one thing and do it well. We kind of want to stick to that.
0: Call Coleman-Taylor Transmissions today at 601-355-8526 or go to ColemanTaylorJacksonMS.com.
20: Summertime is cannon time.
1: Looking for a quality pre-owned? vehicle this is dave logan canon easton of jackson right now we have a really large selection of pre-owned vehicles with more on the way when the smoke clears nobody beats a canon deal nobody
21: a stronger healthier mississippi starts with the right managed care managed with integrity AmeriGroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. AmeriGroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at AmeriGroupMS.com.
13: If you vote for a continued resolution to fund a government, unfortunately, Planned Parenthood and a foreign aid those are two of the things that are placed
22: in there. It's official. Congressman Guest admitted he voted twice to fund Planned Parenthood. His excuse is that it was part of another important bill. And that's where Guest and I differ. My Christian faith has taught me that it's not enough to be pro-life just when it's easy. You have to be pro-life when it's tough. Please vote pro-life by voting Cassidy in the June 28th runoff. This is Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message.
23: Paid for by Cassidy for Congress.
15: only a few steps ahead. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning,
3: 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. To the junction,
1: in the grove, and to the top. do yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: final in Omaha. Oklahoma has gone through its side of the bracket. Three wins, no losses. They defeat Texas A&M 5-1. Five, five runs, seven hits today for OU. A&M had a run on six hits, a couple of errors in the game, and uh, OU advances. So the Oklahoma Sooners will face either Arkansas, if the Razorbacks win twice against Ole Miss, or the rebels who have to win only one time against the Razorbacks over the course of the next two days, if necessary. It's a good Oklahoma team, right? I mean, they uh, they won the Big Twelve tournament, had to go on the road to Gainesville, and won against a pretty good field in Gainesville in the uh, the Florida Regional. Won their Super Regional. Where? Where did they go for a Super Regional? Attack. Virginia Tech.
5: Virginia Tech. So,
3: yeah. And Oklahoma lost a game in both the regional and the super regional. So they have not been perfect through the postseason, but they have been perfect in the College World Series. And Texas A&M season comes to an end at 47-19. and 19. So Oklahoma red-hot headed into the College World Series final against either Ole Miss or the Arkansas Razorbacks? Talk some about Hagen Smith going on the mound tonight for Arkansas. Talk a little bit more about John Gaddis. He was the opening day starter for Ole Miss. Borky mentioned it earlier. The grad transfer from Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Fine baseball program, not like it's powerhouse. And Gaddis, from the day he signed with Ole Miss, said, "I'm transferring." Because I want to try and play in the College World Series. And now not is he, only is he in a team that's in the College World Series, he is starting a game that could send his team to the College World Series final. 15 appearances on the year, 6 starts, 43 strikeouts in 43 innings, 16 walks, ERA a little bit, uh, just shy of 4.5. What do you guys think about Ole Miss and John Gaddis tonight?
4: It's definitely an interesting decision. It's not the easy one. And I was talking to somebody about this earlier, that it seems small and inconsequential. But isn't this kind of an example of not the new Mike Bianca, but things that he has done this postseason that you wouldn't expect him to do? Like benching McCants and Leatherwood. Garrett Woods playing third base, a guy that even Ole Miss fans had never heard of until a couple weeks ago. And playing him in a super regional, and that he happens to play well, by the way. And then this it would have been very easy to just, Derek's our game three starter. Derek's going to start tonight because that's mm-hmm. what we do and that's what he does. But he didn't do that. It's small. And I'm certainly not going to come back here tomorrow and do the hindsight thing. Oh, he should have started Diamond if it doesn't go well. But this is something that I, yesterday I would not have expected because of past sample size. And
3: yet, here we are. If you're in a coin flip situation where you're like, ah, Derek Diamond or John Gaddis or somebody else, you're looking for a reason to, to choose the guy you choose, right? And... Arkansas struggles against left-handed pitching. John Gaddis, a left-handed pitcher, maybe he gives you a chance to go out and and do well against them, or at least get you off to a good start. Uh, I had a friend correct me; he was not the opening day starter for Ole Miss. He was the SEC opening starter, so he got to start in game one of SEC play against Auburn. He was yeah, surely part of the rotation was the day starter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Season high seven innings at UCF. Yeah, you called that one, right? I did.
22: Yeah.
3: Did seven innings, four hits, eight strikeouts, no walks, and was the final of that game one nothing? Yeah. That was the uh that was the middle game of the weekend. If I remember correctly. Yeah, that, that's what you want from him tonight. Just, yeah, it was one to nothing in twelve innings. He gave up one extra base hit in seven innings. Yeah, if John Gaddis gives Ole Miss that tonight, feel pretty good about it.
4: You would think so. <laughs> feel pretty good about things. Yeah, I, I am. I'm still very curious about how, how Ole Miss's bats handle Smith from Arkansas and how he handles this because his, his last start was in the regional against Oklahoma State, and it did not go well the last time he started a game. Inning in a third, if I remember correctly, uh, walked four, gave up two runs, and Van Horn had, had seen enough, and then since then he's been coming out of the pen. Uh, can, can he locate
3: and, and throw strikes? Because if not, they're in deep you-know-what. Hagen-Smith started game two of the series in Fayetteville against Ole Miss. Six innings, seven hits, two earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts through 98 pitches in that game. The the route that day for Arkansas was Hagen-Smith and Evan Taylor and then Brady-Tigert for the the last two innings. Brady-Tigert played a big, big role for Arkansas in the two wins in Fayetteville. He has not pitched yet this year in the College World Series. talking about the freshman course from DeSoto County who chose Arkansas for college. We'll be back.
1: You're the home for only some of America's music. music. access is Super Talk Mississippi. Super Powered by your three professionals at the early 24 7 601 345 Fox
18: News.
24: I'm Steve
25: Rappaport. Today I'm calling. For a federal gas tax holiday.
24: President Biden asking Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for three months to help bring down prices. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says lifting the 18-cent tax won't make much of a dent.
26: A recent study of past gas tax holidays found that less than 20% of the amount ends up actually
24: lowering prices at the pump. AAA reports a national average of $4.95 for a gallon of regular. The Senate votes to advance a bipartisan gun reform bill.
8: Lawmakers say that this $15 billion fully paid for package, it's going to send money to states to build up school safety, to build up those mental health services. It's also going to enhance background checks for gun buyers who are aged 18 to 21.
24: Fox's Aisha Hosni, the National Rifle Association, opposes the measure. America is listening to Fox News.
0: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Chevron CEO Mike Wirth says in a letter to President Joe Biden that a change is needed in his administration to help combat the rising cost of gas. Wirth said addressing the crisis will require what he calls thoughtful action and a willingness to work together, not political rhetoric. This comes after the president threatened oil CEOs last week that he will use emergency powers if their companies didn't increase output at their refineries. The president responded to Worth's letter Tuesday at the White House.
25: We need more refining capacity. This idea that they don't have oil to drill and to bring up is simply not true.
16: Executives from oil companies will meet with Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm on Thursday to discuss ways to help reduce the cost of energy. And a Natchez man has been sentenced to 20 years behind bars for killing a Mississippi highway patrolman two years ago. According to investigators, Lieutenant Troy Morris was shot to death by Damian Whitley as he sat in his truck on the side of US-61 in Jefferson County.
17: The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know Farm Bureau Insurance was created as a member benefit to help farmers insure their land and equipment? Today, everyone can benefit from great insurance rates and great coverage. We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org. From Memorial Day to Labor Day, the Mississippi Lottery is about to make summer fun again. There's lots to win from Rectech pellet grills and very cool coolers to watercraft and other hot prizes. You don't have to purchase a thing, but you have to be 21 or older. Go to mslotteryhome.com to sign up to be a lottery insider and receive emails with instructions on how to enter the 2022 Summer of Fun promotion. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
16: Amazon is pushing up the opening of their distribution facility in Madison County to July 24th. The Canton facility will be the third fulfillment center in Mississippi, bringing 1,000 jobs to the area. Workplace communications director Davina Mims told us you can log on to amazon.com slash jobs to take a look at the openings.
11: On day one, our amazing employees are able to uh, get comprehensive benefits, which includes full medical, vision, dental insurance, as well as 401ks, uh, with a 50% match starting that day
16: one. They also have an upskilling program through Career Choice. And through this program, uh, within 90 days of employment, employees that are hourly are
11: eligible to have their college tuition paid for at 100% for local colleges in their community, which is amazing. And, of course, uh, access to online colleges as well.
16: You can also text the word CANTON to 77088 to receive job alert texts.
1: Nobody covers the Magnolia State like Supertalk. Supertalk Mississippi News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Supertalk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm.
9: Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement.
0: How has Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impacted your life over the last 100 years? Connecting the state through broadband service, protecting your private property, great insurance, member benefits saving your hard-earned income, and oh yes, our farms grow the cleanest and safest. Food in the world, agriculture, and so much more. We're what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at MSFB.org.
15: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
1: 97.3. Sports Talk, Mississippi.
3: With you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at Supertalk.fm and Supertalktv.com. You want to be a part of the conversation? Join us, won't you? Ceasefire Text Line, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Uh, let's see here. We got a question on the Ceasefire Text line. Not sure how the bracket works. How is Ole Miss already having to play Arkansas again? It's simple. Simple answer, anyway. It is a four-team double elimination tournament times two. Oklahoma just won the four-team double elimination tournament on the left side of the bracket. Ole Miss is on the right side of the bracket. They are in the driver's seat, 2-0. and o. Arkansas eliminated Auburn last night. Auburn had eliminated Stanford previously, and so Ole Miss and Arkansas are the two teams left on the right side of the bracket. And Arkansas has to beat Ole Miss twice. So, if they, if Arkansas wins tonight, they would have to win again tomorrow night. Just you know, no no different than the format you get in regional play. It's just the way it's and, and we've used this analogy a bunch of times to win the College World Series. You have to win your regional. You have to win a Super Regional, and then you go to Omaha where you have to win another Regional and another Super Regional. And if you do all of that, then you get to carry home a trophy when it is all over. And only one team gets a trophy when it's all said and done.
5: That's not true. Is there Chad, a runner-up trophy? trophy? Everybody gets a participant trophy.
4: Uh. And don't forget, Tennessee won the SEC championship.
3: They got the period. Uh, yeah, they won the tournament and the regular season title, yeah. so they got the um,
5: they, they got trophies, yeah, trophies they got for the, everybody.
3: Yeah,
5: friend of the
4: program, uh, West Rucker was kind of feeling in in his feelings last night about how the baseball tournament's not fair because the best team is in in an Omaha, and it's it's a good event, but it doesn't determine. The champion in the best way. and
3: How exactly? Th- th- there is no <laughs> one-off anything in baseball. So how exactly would you prefer to determine the champion?
5: Fair. What's fair? Ugats fair. I don't know.
4: Here, I'll, I'll read them to you. Why not? Tennessee went 6 Life and 1 sucks, this season against the five teams that five teams left in the college world series. Last season's best team Arkansas didn't win the national title, and this season's best team Tennessee didn't win the national title. The NCAA tournament format almost never leads to the best team winning it, not enough time to do it right.
3: To do yes. it right. Yes, yeah, uh, to to exacerbate his point, the best team Based on the regular season, in the years 2000, 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and now 22, did not win the title. Well, nobody won it in 20. Yes, including the best team. Whoever that may have been. That was Ole Miss! Whoever. That was Ole Miss in 2020. See, they, they hang didn't, a banner. They, they didn't win
4: it. It's just not a fair format. You know, you got you got to change it somehow. You, maybe you know, maybe we should go
5: by single the team. elimination.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, we could play we could play a single elimination tournament, or maybe the team that spent the most weeks ranked number one consecutively in reverse order starting in May and working our way back through February so that more importance goes to the end of the season than the beginning of the season, should be to crown the de facto champion without playing any games to determine a real champion. I'm just using words. like I'm just throwing words together in a sentence to see if something can perhaps... No, I, I say
5: that if you have an ejection, though, you're ineligible. So. Ooh,
4: uh, how, how about this though here's the thing if you really if you're the best team and you want to win the championship don't lose two games at
3: home in a super regional maybe that would be something that you could do well actually though Tennessee was a little bit of a disadvantage because they have announced their stadium expansion plans. But they haven't actually constructed it yet. And so, in an alternate universe where the stadium construction was already complete, they would have been able to have like closer to 8,000 fans than 4,000 fans there. And if there had been 8,000 fans, they probably would have been able to intimidate Notre Dame to the point that they wouldn't have been able to win those two games and Tennessee would have won them. And, you know.
5: Because Notre Dame was so intimidated by 14,000 fans the year before.
4: Well, a few thousand more fans equals a few thousand more beer cans to throw on the field, and maybe one would have hit a Notre Dame player. I don't know.
5: You just you never know. We might have had a national mustard shortage.
3: Everything else is coming up short, so mustard might as well be next. Yeah. I mean, when, when you say we don't really use the best – I mean, yeah, it's a good point. It really is a good point that Wes is making. Playing it off on the field in larger sample sizes than just one-off games—that can't be the best way to determine a champion.
5: It, it maybe should definitely just not be, their game.
3: Yeah, maybe let's have a spelling contest. Maybe you could do a home run derby on a field with 200-foot fences. Maybe that would be the way to do it. State would have a, State
4: would
5: have a chance in that.
4: Yeah. yeah. And, and how many games can you lose and still win a national championship? It's
5: four, right? Yes, you can lose, you can a lose game one in the a regional, regional, one other? in the super regional, yes. one in the in two in, in Omaha play, and then one
3: in, and which, and, yeah, which one Mississippi in the State final. did last year, right? Correct. Did they lose they
5: a lost game lost. in the no, regional. They, were, they, they didn't lose in the regional, but they, okay. they lost one in the super regional, and then. They lost two in Omaha. So they
4: yeah. lost three games and still won a championship. Yes. Hmm.
5: Well, they Seems lost like
4: like a, 18 games and still won a championship. Well, yeah. Total. Seems like a pretty fair format.
3: I, I've seen this comparison made in other places. C-Spire text Line, Richard, you were talking with DeLucci earlier about teams not playing to their potential and something clicked in them well... The team that comes to mind to me off the bat is last year's Atlanta Braves that were under 500 at the break, and we all know what happened after that. I think uh, I really believe in Ole Miss and think we are going to do it. Uh, they are playing with so much swag right now, and I love it. Yeah, there are a lot of people that have mentioned you know that that Braves team. It took a that was a talented team, and it took a long time for them to get to the point where they were winning the games that mattered. But they positioned themselves to have a chance, right? They didn't play great, but they didn't play so poorly that they couldn't get into the tournament. And then once they got into the tournament, look out. Look out. It's almost like they got into the tournament and then had to win games in the tournament to win a championship, Wes. (laughs) I mean, based on that logic... The New York Giants should not have won either of their Super Bowls that Eli Manning quarterbacked. Nope. Weren't the best team in the regular season. Although they beat the regular season's best Buffalo team. Buffalo Bills probably should not have played for a Super Bowl title last year. Well, they didn't. They didn't. They, they probably shouldn't have even been in the AFC Championship game. Still no. When did they get bounced? When did Buffalo not lose to still Kansas City in the AFC Championship game?
5: No, Cincinnati beat Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, it was the dude. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, there's another one. Cincinnati
4: <laughs> should have been there. Rucker has
5: messed with your head, man. You don't know what you're doing.
4: Cincinnati should not have been there. Game over. Yeah. North Carolina should not have been in the Final
3: Four. By David the way. Oxford.
4: Go ahead. Speaking of that, uh, Armando Baycott is like turning into a business mogul at North Carolina. Like he's using NIL not just to accept cash, like he's starting businesses. It's a pretty cool story if you
3: want to read it. Anyway, good for him. Uh, David in Oxford says I hate the word swag, but beyond that, the only way to make it fair is everything to go to a three-game series, extending the season. But Tennessee still loses two at home. Yeah, I mean that. That's the only. Instead of having a regional format, you just have 64 teams where you play 32 best-of-three series, and then you play 16, and the winner of those 16 goes down to eight, and you send those teams to Omaha. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's silly. It's a
4: silly argument. It, it, well, it's not even silly. It's just coming from a position of sadness.
3: It's a David Saturn. has a message for uh, Tennessee fans. He says, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, here's one. Tennessee likes to flip people off when they beat them, so here's to flipping Tennessee all off for losing. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi. Brad Henderson, color analyst on the Ole Miss Sports Network, will join us next.
6: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, call them at 601-605-4443. The accidents on 55, uh, mostly, well, they're both cleared up. We're still seeing, however, uh, some straggling traffic backed up on 55 northbound uh, just before fortification. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Serving the metro area since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. He voted
13: for a continued resolution to fund a government. Unfortunately, Planned Parenthood and a foreign aid; those are two of the things that are placed
22: in there. It's official. Congressman Guest admitted he voted twice to fund Planned Parenthood. His excuse is that it was part of another important bill. And that's where Guest and I differ. My Christian faith has taught me that it's not enough to be pro-life just when it's easy. You have to be pro-life when it's tough. Please vote pro-life by voting Cassidy in the June 28th runoff. This is Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. I
23: paid for by Cassidy for Congress. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll-off dumpsters. When you Gotta Go, please call Gotta Go 601-879-
20: 3969
17: This is Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We are proud to offer the most up-to-date technology to ensure you are receiving the best possible dental care. Book your appointment online today at capitaldentalinc.com. That's capitaldentalinc.com.
8: How can RJ Young help you?
14: Red Hot Savings, Red Hot Selection. The deals have never been hotter than now at Ridgeland Mitsubishi during our sizzling summer sell-down. Our entire lineup of cars, SUVs, and crossovers are priced to move with scorching savings right now. Pay only two forty nine dollars per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. That's just $2.49 per month. And with gas prices being so high, the Mirage's 40 MPGs will keep more cash in your pocket. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. Shop from over 1,500 quality pre-owned vehicles right now at RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. From Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our goal is 100% credit approval, no matter your past credit history. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we're giving you more selection to choose from, more savings, and more affordable monthly payments every single day, period. So come say big while the deals are hot at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, when nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860s East County Line Road, call 896 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi.
22: Mitsubishi, March 27th, 2.7721. See your list details deals with approved credit
1: yourself with everything you need to take on your day wake up with gallo tomorrow on 97.3 fm super talk mississippi now back to sports talk mississippi say that again
2: please
1: say now back to sports talk mississippi sorry poorly
7: timed joke completely inappropriate
1: on super talk mississippi
3: Back on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Let's go back to Omaha, Nebraska and check in with Brad Henderson. He is the color analyst on the Ole Miss Sports Network from Learfield. He's the all-time hits leader in Ole Miss baseball history. And has had a, uh, a front row seat for a 2 0 start for Ole Miss in the College World Series. Hindu, and we've done this all season long. You've been incredibly generous with your time. I know I mess with you a lot, but genuinely, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Appreciate you uh, having these conversations with us throughout the year.
27: You bet, guys. Uh, you know, obviously anything I can do to help you guys out and help promote Ole Miss baseball, you know, I'll certainly do it. And uh, no better place to do it from than the right field bleachers. Here at Charles Schwab Field today, a
3: little more, a um, little more tolerable to sit out in the sun today, isn't it?
27: Yeah, it's it's, it's cool down is probably not the right uh, adjective uh, right now, but uh, it is mid eighties and, and not not near as windy, so it's it, it has cooled down here in Omaha and uh, it's a much more pleasant day.
3: So I asked this question earlier in the show, Brad, and I'll ask you as well because I'm, I'm curious. When, when we were talking about Ole Miss and Auburn right, in, in Game 1 of the, the College World Series, we kept going back to, okay, so what can you take from the three games that they played back in Week 1 of SEC play? And most everybody kind of landed on, I don't know that you can really take anything away from that. It feels like this is a little bit different right? because Ole Miss and Arkansas have played four times. It was later in conference play. I guess it was, what, week seven, the, the, final, the seventh weekend of league play. And then they played on, on Monday night. So what can we take from the first four meetings between these two teams that might help us have an idea of what, how it's going to play out tonight?
27: Well, I think you have a, a feel for uh, how you want to attack the lineup uh, since we faced each other four times already. Uh, and and you have to attack it knowing you know the ballpark you're playing in Uh, obviously Arkansas really other than you know the Monday night game that they lost to Ole Miss they've swung it incredibly well here in Omaha and and you know that's in the back of in the back of obviously our heads and and we know they're they're a really good team uh, offensively so John Gaddis will take the hill tonight and you know, he's going to have to attack the zone. You know, he's going to have to get after him. no free passes, and, and rely on uh, on that defense behind him. He's going to have to pitch to contact. And on the flip side, obviously Arkansas is extremely familiar with us. I think the only difference is uh, when we played them there, you know, we had a lot of opportunities in Fayetteville and just didn't take advantage of it. But uh, during this postseason run, we've, we've, we've had some uh, clutch hitting, timely hitting, and uh, most of it with two outs. So, you know, we're a little bit different uh, in that aspect, uh, but, you know, the revs are hot right now, but you don't get to Omaha uh, without playing really good baseball.
3: Hagan Smith going tonight for Arkansas against Ole Miss in Fayetteville. Six innings, seven hits, two earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. Let's, let's start out with what you remember from that outing with the, uh, the hard-throwing left-hander.
27: Yeah, you know, he, he was good. Uh, didn't pitch like a freshman that day, and... Uh, you know, I think really the only the only thing different is, uh, you know, there you've got 13,000, 15,000 people pulling against you. Here it's a little more neutral. It's a little bigger stage now for Hagen Smith. But the stuff is really good, and, and I thought he competed well that day, uh, as did Hunter Elliott. That, that's the game that came down late. We had multiple opportunities late. Couldn't scratch a run across there in the 8th or the ninth, and then they hit a walk-off in the bottom of the night to, to win the ball game. But uh, he was good, and I don't expect anything less tonight. But, again, I think he's facing a, di- a different offense that uh, has got a lot more confidence. And we saw that uh, against the, against those guys on Monday night, and you just hope that continues tonight against the Razorbacks.
3: So, so, Brad, I think your point's a good one, right? I mean, he was good, but something has changed with Hagan Smith. He has got – this will be his 15th start of the year – but five of his last six outings have been in relief. And the last two times he started a game, against Vanderbilt he went two and two-thirds and gave up five earned runs. And against Oklahoma State in, in a start, he only lasted an inning and a third, and he gave up two runs there. So for for some reason, he's not pitching as well as he did earlier in the year.
27: Well, and you hope for, for Ole Miss that, that it's, you know maybe that arm's getting a little tired, you know maybe that breaking ball's not quite as sharp uh the fastball may be flattening out a bit uh because when we saw him you know a month and a half ago the stuff has been a lot better than it has been as of as of late but uh you know scouting report wise that the numbers stand out, and you could see why he's been as successful as he has for this staff, and they're deep, you know obviously they've had to play an extra game so they've had to use a little bit more bullpen, but they got a tremendous start uh, yesterday to get them to today the and, and really didn't have to use but two arms. So, you know, they, they they got to feel pretty good about it as well. And, you know, Dave Van Horn had this conversation with his team was, hey, these guys got us the first game uh, in Fayetteville and we came back and won the next two. And, and you know, he yeah. probably certainly had that conversation with those guys.
3: You know, another guy that was a big piece of Arkansas's two wins in that series is Brady Tiger. I mean, he pitched two innings in one game, and then I guess a day later came back and, and pitched three innings. Arkansas doesn't win that series without him. He hasn't pitched since the, the Super Regional, and that was only once uh, against North Carolina. What do you remember about Brady Tiger, the the freshman from Hernando who chose Arkansas, and you know, all in all has had a really good freshman season? Yeah, he,
27: he really has. I remember the hard fastball, and then he – He's going to come at you with those sliders. Kind of reminds you of Mallets. You know, you're going to get mostly breaking balls from, from Tigert, And, uh, obviously, you know, played at Lewisburg High School there in DeSoto DeSota County. He, he's tremendous. But, uh, like you said, they, they've kind of shifted some things around late in the season mm-hmm. uh, to try and get, you know, just I, – I don't know why. Oh, the, the only thing I could think of is maybe the freshman arms are starting to tire a little bit and uh, weren't producing – quite like they were earlier, but in the back of your mind, you know those guys are still in that bullpen ready to go if needed and when needed because obviously for Arkansas tonight, it's a win at all costs.
3: All right, one of the things that has kind of been a hallmark of this postseason for Ole Miss, and and we've talked about it with, with you, we've talked about it with David DeLucci, we've talked about it with others, and they've been loose. They're having a lot of fun, and they look excited to be at the ball yard. You've been around the team today. They haven't played in a couple of days. Is that... Is that continuing going into this game? Yeah,
27: and and it's continuing in business as usual. You know, there's one thing about being loose and just happy happy to be here, and then there's another one that being so business like that you're uptight. But the guys have got to spend some time with each other. We went to the zoo yesterday. They've got to spend time with their family and friends. Uh, but there's just a little bit different air about them, and really, I've noticed it the entire postseason, and and it's. It's not so much a swag as it is, hey, this is a business trip and, and let's get it done. So, uh, you know, same same way today in the hotel. They went through their routine, went through their lunch meetings and hitters meetings, pitchers meetings, team meeting, and uh, they just showed up to the ballpark. So, hopefully, uh, you know, the magic continues. But for them, I heard Kevin Graham say it the other day, you know, it doesn't feel like a Cinderella story because they truly believe that they're meant to be here.
3: Um. Dylan DeLucia was really excited about seeing a giraffe. Apparently he saw and fed a giraffe. Did you get as excited about hanging out with the uh, the long-necked animals yesterday?
27: Uh, I did not. I did not, but I was certainly glad to get out of the hotel for sure. But uh, it was a little two-hour trip to the Omaha Zoo. Great, great experience for the guys. And we got to get out of the hotel for a couple of hours. And, and obviously they practiced yesterday morning as well. They just didn't want him out in the sun too long, but, uh, Delusha's a different bird, and most pitchers are. They, you know, I wasn't a pitcher, and we made fun of them, and that's okay, too, because, uh, you know, the only time I want Dylan Delusha to, uh, to be really good is obviously when he's on that mound.
3: So is the best comparison for a pitcher a kicker in football?
27: Oh, 100%. You know, they're just not all there. Uh, they're quirky. Uh, you know, and and that's just probably the nice way to put it. Uh, they just they just did goofy things, and and I have I still have friends that were pitchers, but uh, you know we made fun of them all the time. You know, you pitch one day and they don't have to you don't have to do anything for a week. You know, you th- you think they'd be a little more athletic and get the weight room a little bit more, but you know whatever. But for some reason, every one of them can hit a golf ball, which just drives me nuts. And uh, you but know, no, Jamie it's, Price it's, is bigger uh, they than you, quirky, right? And uh, it's fun to be around them.
3: You know, Jamie Price is it was and is still bigger than you.
27: Yeah, no, I'm probably not gonna have that conversation with Jamie, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I'll deny it unless you ever play this this clip uh, to JP. But uh, no, he could really wing it. But on the same on the same note, he can absolutely kill a golf ball as well. So that's probably half the reason I really don't like it is because they're such such better golfers than me.
3: Hey, last thing, thirty seconds. How, how does this play out tonight?
27: Well, obviously, you'd love to see Ole Miss going to be a home team. You'd love to see us get ahead early again like we did the other day. This is a huge game. We just saw Oklahoma win against Texas A&M. They're going to have two days rest and have all their bullets in the chamber for this weekend series. So you would love to go ahead and get it done tonight if you're Ole Miss where you can have Dylan Delucia go again on Saturday and Hunter Elliott on Sunday to give yourself a shot at a national championship.
3: Hindu, thanks as always for the time. Great visiting, great insight. Look forward to seeing you this weekend, hopefully.
27: You bet, guys. Appreciate it.
3: Brad Henderson joining us from Omaha leading up to Ole Miss and Arkansas. First pitch just a little over an hour and a half from right now. Let's go to 100 teams in 100 days. Talk some college football when we come back.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies and hot, high near 98. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 76. Your Thursday, a scorcher, sunny skies, high near 101. Thursday evening, mostly clear, low around 76. And for your finally Friday, sunny skies and hot as well, high near 100 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sells and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sells and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer
15: in Brandon. When you need an oil change, go see Central Mississippi's oil change specialist at Car Care Clinic JetBlue. Their 28-point full-service oil change is more than an oil change. You get peace of mind with premium motor oil, preventive maintenance to change, inspect, check, fill, and clean essential components of your vehicle, and upon request, interior vacuuming. Just drive in, stay in your car, and the job is done in just a few minutes. Plus, Car Care Clinic is COVID compliant. Car Care Clinic offers a 10% discount for women every Wednesday, and military seniors and all first responders every Thursday. And they're your locally owned and operated AAA recommended repair shop in the Jackson Metro. An A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau with ASE certified mechanics. Car Care Clinic has been a trusted business for great service for over 45 years. Visit any of their convenient locations or go to cccjl.com for savings. Car Care Clinic, we want to change your oil, not your schedule.
0: Nobody
14: cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
1: Hello, this is Choctaw Indian
12: Princess Shima Crosby inviting you to the 72nd Choctaw Indian Fair, July 13th through 16th.
1: Experience the beauty of the Choctaw people through arts, crafts, dance, and songs. Purchase exquisite beat work and basketry at the Arts and Crafts Pavilion. And don't miss midway rides, nightly concerts, and the granddaddy of all field sports, Choctaw
12: Stickball.
21: Visit ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook.
12: Hope to see you there. hacha Peace la
21: A stronger, healthier Mississippi starts with the right managed care. Managed with integrity. AmeriGroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. AmeriGroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at AmeriGroupMS.com. The only way to protect
27: you and your family from the current wave of gun violence is for you to be mentally and physically prepared to confront it. The only way to do that is proper instruction, training, and practice with a professional firearms instructor. Boondocks FTA is the place to learn or become more efficient in your firearm skills. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at boondocksfta.com.
16: It's Lisa Arbuckle and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Chevron CEO Mike Wirth says in a letter to President Joe Biden that a change is needed in his administration to help combat the rising cost of gas. Wirth said addressing the crisis will require what he calls thoughtful action and a willingness to work together, not political rhetoric. This comes after the president threatened oil CEOs last week that he will use emergency powers if their companies didn't increase output at their refineries. The president responded to Wirth's letter Tuesday at the White House.
25: We need more refining capacity. This idea that they don't have oil to drill and to bring up is simply not true.
16: Executives from oil companies will meet with Secretary of Energy Jennifer Grainholm on Thursday to discuss ways to help reduce the cost of energy. And a Natchez man has been sentenced to 20 years behind bars for killing a Mississippi Highway Patrolman two years ago. According to investigators, Lieutenant Troy Morris was shot to death by Damian Whitley as he sat in his truck on the side of US 61 in Jefferson County.
26: Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk at the Timeout Lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get the Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to
3: play.
1: Welcome to summertime in Mississippi.
9: It's hot out here. It's so hot out there.
1: As we always say, welcome to the state with the purest form of humidity. The hottest talk all summer long. Heat's on, baby. Heat's on. Super Talk Mississippi. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi.
27: Hey, Dad,
3: I have fodder for you. Are you ready? Sure. You're going to like this. From the Twitter account... At Umpire Auditor, asterisks, new season high. Last night in the Toronto-Chicago White Sox game, umpire Doug Eddings missed a season-high 29 calls in the game for a correct call rate of 86.2%. This included six blown strikeouts. Fast forward a day. The hitting coach today for Toronto, who does not normally do this, went out to exchange lineup cards with the umpires and the White Sox coaching staff. His name is Guillermo Martinez. He goes out, he shakes hands with the umpires, he reaches out and he shakes hands with the White Sox manager, and the entire time he's holding on to the hand of the White Sox manager, he is looking at Doug Eddings and talking to him. And talking, and talking, and talking, and talking. And then the first base umpire goes ahead and ejects Guillermo Martinez during the exchange of the lineup cards well before the first pitch was ever even thrown today.
5: Just get it out of your system.
3: He was getting ready for a shower before his players even took the field for the National Anthem.
5: He may, he may not have even showered. He may, I'm just going out there, I'll put on a shirt, and I'll go. Didn't, didn't even account? get sweaty. See you boys tomorrow. No. Nah. No. Nah. Speaking
3: What's of... What's the account?
15: Uh, at umpire the auditor.
4: So Creighton University, their baseball program or whoever, their, uh, their statisticians were mapping balls and strikes and the accuracy of the umpire's. And they were informed strongly that you will not continue to do that and put that online. We're talking about at the College World Series. At the College World Series, Creighton. Yeah. I mean, that's where they play, right? I mean, you know, Creighton's in Omaha. They play their regular yeah. season games. So their their stat guys uh, were, were out there charting balls and strikes and umpire accuracy and stuff like that, like they do every game. And they were they were instructed that they will no longer be allowed to do that and post that online for people to see. Can the NCAA stop them from that? Uh, I guess. Because, I mean, they're they're using the facility uh, for that reason. So, I mean, I guess they could you know, watch on TV and do it that
3: way. But they were at the ballpark charting. 14, and then, Where can I find this story? I have missed that, and I would love uh, to read Creighton that. Creighton
4: Baseball? Uh, I'll find it for you and send it to you. Very good. Very good. Because guess what? College baseball umpires, strike zone, not very good. Even the good ones, it's not very good. The guy on uh, on Monday did
3: a good job, though I thought. Yeah, Strike zone was good in the Ole Miss Auburn game, the the first game. And what I like
4: most of the time, they the, the pace of the games. These guys are like, no foot in the box, let's
3: go. Don't waste time. Yeah, most not of not mad them. about that. Not mad about that. Alright, we gotta pick up, uh, we've got, oh, we gotta play a little bit of catch up, but that seems to be the uh, case. We're gonna eventually, when baseball season ends, we're gonna get into a rhythm and we're gonna have one team for, you know, every day on 100 teams in 100 days. So let's start playing catch up right now with 100 teams in 100 days. This day is
11: bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This day is bananas.
3: Woo! 100
0: teams in 100 days.
18: Now, okay, ready. Three.
3: Continuing the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days, team number 76, the Liberty Flames. they began playing football in 1973 they were an NAIA participant from 1973 until 1980 and then began their upward movement toward FBS football division 2 that's where they played from 81 to 87 88 to 2001 They were a division one double A independent, then made the transition to the big South where they were dominant, played in the big South from 2002 to 2017. They won the big South conference championship 07, 08, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14, and 16, but they aspired to more. And so they began the transition to the FBS level. They are playing, uh, until uh, through this season as an FBS independent. And then next year, 2023, they will join Conference USA. Um, last year, Liberty went 8-5. and five. They started the season with a win against Campbell. They beat Troy. They beat Old Dominion. Then they lost to Syracuse 24-21. Beat UAB in Birmingham. Beat Middle Tennessee. Lost a head-scratcher to Terry Bowden and ULM 31-28. bounce back with a win against North Texas. Just Boat raced UMass. Then they traveled to Oxford and lost that game 27-14. to I don't know that it was actually that close, but that was indeed the final score. 27-14. Uh, lost to Louisiana 42-14. Lost to Army 31-16. So a little bit of a uh, tailspin post-trip to Oxford. Uh, bounced back, though, and won their bowl game in Mobile against Eastern Michigan 56 and 20. In the three years that Hugh Freeze has been the head coach, uh, Liberty has been to three bowl games, the only three in their program's history, and they have won all three of them. Beat Georgia Southern in the Cure Bowl in 2019 and 2020, again in the Cure Bowl. They beat Coastal Carolina in overtime, and then last year the win over Eastern Michigan in the Lending Tree Bowl. Looking at this year's schedule for Liberty, They do not have an easy schedule. They open the season in Hattiesburg. Then they host UAB. They go to Wake Forest, host Akron, go to Old Dominion and UMass, and get Gardner-Webb at home. Then it gets a little dicey. BYU, another team, by the way, one of 40, that plays BYU this year. Liberty is hosting BYU. They get an open date before going to Arkansas. They go to UConn. Then they host Virginia Tech. So you got Virginia Tech coming to their place, and they close it out with New Mexico State. So that is the schedule for the Liberty Flames, who, again, 8-5 last year after a couple of pretty good years in the first two seasons for uh, for Hugh Freeze. Obviously replacing a quarterback with Malik Willis going in the draft, and um, we'll see where this year goes for Liberty. I mean, yeah, just on the surface, right, based on what Hugh Freeze has done as Liberty's head coach, they're going to win 8, nine, ten games, right? I'm not sure that I see a path to 10 with the schedule they're playing. They'll win 8 or 9. Hey, Dad? Easily. Does Liberty have Easily. any famous alums? Uh, I mean, you don't want to keep
5: an eye on Jerry Falwell Jr., but other than that, uh, Samantha Ponder is probably the only one.
3: Sam Ponder went to that. Liberty?
5: Apparently so. Really? That's what it says here on this here website.
3: Well, I did. I was not aware. There you go. She's fairly famous. Yeah. yeah. Apparently Hello, Nick Foles
4: is. got one of those uh, internet degrees that they were offering out like candy on Halloween like 10, 15 years ago. Apparently Nick Foles got one. Graduate degree? It's not. Yes, he's doc- specifying.
5: He's doctor Foles now. Yes,
3: I didn't know if it was a master's or a uh, or a doctorate. But uh, okay. See, you guys are poking fun. I was I was just going to go straight down the middle. Liberty is team number seventy six on the countdown. Here they are. Steph Curry's uh, disappointing younger
4: brother went to Liberty. In fairness, he's a good NBA player and stuff. He's just not his brother. Spent one
5: year there. Yeah. So, your job is to go down the middle. Porky and I make the jokes.
3: Liberty team number seventy six on the countdown of one hundred teams in one hundred. Hey Dad, games. you skipped one. Our audience would know who this is. Shannon
4: Bream went to Liberty. Ooh. The, the Super Talk audience is familiar with who that
3: is. You might not be, but Brian.
4: Brian but lot, hey
5: Dad, doesn't know who that is. A,
3: a lot of people listening were like, "Oh yeah, I know her." It's an evening news host on uh, on Fox News
5: ah okay then you're correct our audience would know who that is you
3: not so much
5: no but in fairness if she were an anchor for MSNBC I wouldn't have known who she is either
3: yeah
4: he just avoids the nightly news broadcast all of them
5: yeah. yeah I just assume it's bad <laughs> the news yeah.
3: I don't need that in my life. I'm uh, I'm not so sure that, uh, that that you're off on that. Generally speaking, can we squeeze one more okay. in? Can we squeeze in team number seventy-five? Sure. No, the yeah. music's already begun. So we'll uh. do that when we come back. We'll have you another fight song. We'll have you another team, and the countdown of one hundred teams in one hundred days. We also, also got the college football fix coming up. At uh, 5 o'clock, and then we'll use the last segment before we hand things off to the Ole Miss Sports Network from Learfield to kind of do a final preview of Ole Miss and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Then we'll have another half hour with you online and at supertalktv.com. Richard Cross, Michael Borke, Brian Haydad, and you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. We'll be right back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Bridgeland and Brandon. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. We're looking good so far this afternoon with this time no wrecks or breakdowns, no major congestion to speak up. Buckle up, drive safe, have a great evening. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to get you going on your path to financial well-being. Stop by, call, or visit them online to learn about their great loan rates, free checking, and much more at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
11: Joe Biden's reckless spending policies are driving up inflation, costing us more for gas, groceries, and everything else. So what's Michael Cassidy's plan on inflation? Cassidy has proposed $48 trillion of new federal spending. It's reckless big government spending at its worst. Biden and Cassidy's spending plans will skyrocket inflation and leave us with a mountain of debt we can't afford. There's nothing conservative about that, because there's nothing conservative about Michael Cassidy.
13: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Michael
11: Guest want everything on your used car buying checklist then check out ford
8: blue advantage how about a gold certified 172 point inspection check a comprehensive limited warranty backed by ford check a carfax report and a 14 day thousand mile money back guarantee check and check ford blue advantage used car buying that's built for you see your participating Ford dealer for limited warranty details and important rules on the money back guarantee program
12: This is Allison Callaway. Since nineteen fifty four, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has an outstanding selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged in bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the south. Our farmers market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for indoors and outdoors? Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and
18: garden—that's what Callaway's is.
8: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson
11: 97.3.
20: Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like
1: sports. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
26: Check it out, baby. Come on,
3: man. We don't have to do bananas all over again. Let's just go to team number 75 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. mini The UTSA Roadrunners. Big Stadium. UTSA plays in the Alamo Dome. Seventy-two thousand. Jeff Trailer, in his first two seasons as the head coach at UTSA, is nineteen and six. Um, The UTSA athletics department expanded in two thousand six, following the recommendations of a uh, of a study by Carr Sports Associates. The university facilitated a student referendum to gauge support for a fee increase that ultimately led to a football team. Larry Coker, in its inaugural season, was the head coach in 2011. He was their head coach from 2011 through 2015. Frank Wilson was the head coach there from 16 through 19. Since then, it has been former Arkansas running backs coach Jeff Trailer, third head coach in the program's history. And Jeff Trailer has led UTSA to bowl games in each of his first two seasons. The First Responder Bowl, where they lost to Louisiana in 2020, and then the Frisco Bowl last year, where they lost to San Diego State. So 0-3 all-time in bowl games. Frank Wilson took them to a bowl game in 2016. The non-conference opponents this year for UTSA, Houston, Army on the road, Texas on the road, and Texas Southern. This has turned into a pretty good program. Yeah, it is. And they're investing, by the way. You mentioned
4: Jeff Trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That name rung a bell. He signed a nine-year contract extension after this season because, obviously, after the good year, people were looking at him and coming after him. Almost $3 million a year. That's big time. To, to be the
3: head coach at UTSA. That's huge. So, last year, UTSA kind of... Kind of grabbed people's attention a little bit when they beat Illinois on Saturday, September fourth. Now if you remember, Illinois played in week zero last year and won that game. It was a conference game against Who did they play? Nebraska. That's right. They beat Nebraska, on, Nebraska. in week zero and then lost to UTSA in week two at home. In fact it was a really Four good dilemma s- Yes, that is correct. Uh, UTSA actually went 11-1 and in the regular season last year. So they beat yeah. Illinois, mm-hmm. Lamar, Middle Tennessee, Memphis on the road, UNLV, Western Kentucky on the road, Rice. They won at Louisiana Tech. They won at UTEP. Beat Southern Miss. Beat UAB. And then lost to North Texas in their season finale to finish the regular season 11-1. and Beat Western Kentucky. And what was a fun Conference USA Championship game, 49-41, and then lost to San Diego State in the Frisco Bowl. And that's kind of where they are as a program right now. You go 12-1, and and you get to play in the Tropical Smoothie Frisco Bowl on December 21st. It was against a good San Diego State team, and San Diego State won it 38-24. So this year... UTSA opens at Houston. I'm sorry, they open with Houston at home. Then they go to Army, then they go to Texas, then Texas Southern, Middle Tennessee, yeah, get into conference play there. Uh, yeah, from there on. So, um UTSA part of uh, part of conference they U- they are staying put in Conference USA, is that correct? No, 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 no. No. 2023 UTSA makes the move to the American. Uh, yeah, so that's a big transition for them. One conference USA last year with that twelve and two mark and went seven and one. Uh, one conference USA West or the uh, West Division of Conference USA as well. So um, that's what you got. What um, Texas State is the primary rival? San Marcos, San Antonio, not that far apart. What we got in terms of famous alums from UTSA? Not a lot.
5: Not a lot. Maybe. I'm only going to give you two. Uh, Michelle Beadle went there. Okay, and unfortunately, uh, Travis Scott—he's still in trouble. Scott. Yes, I would imagine that he is. Wait, who's Travis Scott? He's a hip-hop
4: artist. Held that festival in Houston. Oh, yeah, where there was a bunch
5: of where there's oh, yeah. the,
3: the tragic festival yeah. in Houston. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, their uh, their yeah. band. By the way, okay. So the uh, the mascot, the Roadrunner mascot, Rowdy. Yeah, good good mascot like name. It. Marching like band goes by the Spirit of San Antonio. And marching band needs a name. Spirit of San Antonio, as good this as this is. something
5: we need to add to our list. We need to know the marching band name of every school going forward.
3: We'll work on that. UTSA, the Roadrunners, out of Conference USA, team number 75 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. We'll get to uh, some stadium information today for the college football fix. That is when we come back to start things off in the 5 o'clock hour in the Pearl River Resort Studios.
1: WFN4 in Jackson, State. Super
6: Talk, Talk Mississippi, World. powered by You're your street, street
1: professionals at
24: Beroni Street Pros. Online at Baroni's Street fm. Fox News, I'm Steve Rappaport. President Biden calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for ninety days. The move would save drivers about eighteen cents per gallon.
25: We can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief. I call on the companies to pass this along every penny of this 18 cents reduction to the consumers. This is.
24: There's no time now for profiteering. Senate Minority Whip John Thune says the proposal is dead on arrival. Markets closing lower after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell told lawmakers a recession is still possible as the Fed raises interest rates to fight inflation.
12: The Dow down 47 points. The S&P off by 5. The Nasdaq down 16. Powell also saying economic growth is already slowing, but that it's more important to bring down inflation with rate hikes than avoid an economic downturn.
24: The Fox Business Network's Jerry Willis. America is listening to Fox News.
9: This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse
18: along with takeout. Call today or stop in experienced experience Tico's and the second generation.
8: Tico's Steakhouse,
7: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
14: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors, offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in
16: Ridgeland. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Temperatures will climb well into the 90s to lower 100s across much of the state this week, with afternoon heat indexes topping out at around 105 degrees. Jason Davis, the assistant chief with Biloxi Fire, recommends frequent breaks when you're working outside.
14: Don't wait on the breaks. Mm-hmm. Don't try to, you know, overdo it when you're working outside. Uh, take plenty of breaks. Drink plenty of water. And one of the things that's really big that sometimes we forget to do, make sure that you protect your skin. So um, use that sunscreen. It's-
16: They've seen an increase in calls for heat exhaustion.
14: A high percentage of our calls now uh, have changed from fire calls to medical calls. So we run many, many medical calls now. I would say we're up there close to 80% or more of our calls on medical versus fire. Um, But we're very equipped. We have paramedics and uh, EMTs. Even to come on to the blood supply department now, uh, after your first year, you have to be a nationally registered EMT.
17: From Memorial Day to Labor Day, the Mississippi Lottery is about to make summer fun again. There's lots to win, from RecTech pellet grills and very cool coolers to watercraft and other hot prizes. You don't have to purchase a thing, but you have to be 21 or older. Go to mslotteryhome.com to sign up to be a lottery insider and receive emails with instructions on how to enter the 2022 Summer of Fun promotion. Have fun, y'all. Gambling Prom, Call 1-800-522-4700.
7: Before heading out in your RV, go through your propane system safety checklist. Take a look at exterior vents and clear away debris and blockage. Check propane cylinders for wear and tear. Inspect all propane appliance connections thoroughly for frays and damage. Make sure your RV has a DC fire extinguisher and propane carbon monoxide and smoke detectors and have the vehicle inspected annually. Remember, always leave repairs to the professionals. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more.
16: There's some light at the end of the tunnel, more than two years after the coronavirus pandemic began. Sue Guzman explains. In its
12: early days, the coronavirus pandemic killed thousands of Americans at an alarming speed until vaccinations came on the scene. While COVID-19 is still around, it's a lot less deadly, even though cases continue to rise. It's responsible for an average of 314 deaths a day. That is down from more than 3,000 in January 2021. Scientists telling the New York Times that is due in part because most Americans are vaccinated or have immunity from being exposed to the virus. The big concern for doctors now is the condition known as long COVID. Thousands continue to suffer from COVID-related health problems for weeks and even months. COVID
16: cases are still on the rise across Mississippi, with the state averaging 811 reported cases per day over the last week, a 56% increase from two weeks ago. For more Mississippi news, head on over to supertalk.fm. Prime Shrimp is a
23: proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre seasoned, easy to cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
8: Black Music Month, Family Day, will be hosted by Grammy Museum Mississippi on Saturday, June 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This free event will have food trucks, an African drumming workshop, and live music by variety. While visiting, you can explore the museum's exhibits and participate in art activities with Delta Arts Alliance. To learn more about this event, as well as other upcoming events in Grammy Museum Mississippi's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org.
14: Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me
14: put it to you this way.
1: Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalktv.com. Thanks for being with us on this Wednesday afternoon, middle of the week, just over an hour uh, until first pitch for Ole Miss and Arkansas from the College World Series. Ole Miss, a win away from the College World Series finals. Arkansas has got to beat Ole Miss twice. They would have to win today and again tomorrow if they are going to get a return trip to the uh, College World Series finals. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad, Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Sportsbook at Time Out Lounge. You can uh, find them online at pearlriverresort.com. But more importantly, why don't you visit the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge? You can get in on the action on whatever games you want to, including the College World Series. Seaspire text line is open to you at 601-879-4395. Want to give your business the edge? Get gigabit fiber internet from Seaspire Business, backed by world-class IT experts who live where you do, right here in C Spire country. Check availability now at cspire.com slash business. It's time right now for the College Football Fix. Been telling you about the Ford Blue Advantage when looking to buy a used Ford. It's got everything on your used vehicle checklist: a Gold Certified 172 Point Inspection, a comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford, a Carfax report, and even a 14 Day Thousand Mile Money Back Guarantee. The Ford Blue Advantage used car buying that's built for you. See your local Mississippi Ford dealer for more details. Speaking of more details, we may need a few more details before we completely understand this but we are quickly going from concept to implementation at Davis Wade Stadium for a uh, a new fan opportunity a new fan amenity area mississippi state is introducing the balconies on the east side upper west. deck west, west side upper deck home side
5: hmm Yeah.
3: I thought it was the East. Nope. Clearly I am wrong. Okay. West Side Upper Deck. So above the press box, on the north and south ends, there is a new club style concept area, but it's kind of a bring your own stuff to the club setup. Tell me more, hey Dad. Yeah, the the idea the The
5: original rumor, not rumor, but that was passed along, was to try to bring some of the left field lounge into Davis Wade. But now it's more of a bring the tailgate into Davis Wade, and that you have your own area in the stands where you can bring chairs if you want, but you can move around. You know, you think about being in the stands, and you're always thinking, "Gosh, you know, somebody walking in front of you a bunch of times is just the worst thing ever." This is an area where you can get up, move around. Uh, You'll have electrical outlets available to you, so if you want to park a fridge up there or a fan, you can do that. It's shaded, so you have that. Um, You'll be able to. They'll they'll set it up the way they do, like the club level, where you can bring drinks and food in ahead of time, and they can be there waiting for you, or you can order from uh, from MSU Catering, and they can bring food up there. So it's it's supposed to be like a tailgate style experience. Uh, while you are in the stadium. So it's interesting. It's, it seems unique to me. I don't know that I've seen something like this before. And it's just another example, you know, of, of universities having to be creative because the old days of just opening the stadium and, you know, everybody will show up, those days are gone. You got to do something.
3: I, I am at the very least, very least fascinated by this concept. Mm -hmm. we've seen a few places that have tried to create a different than normal kind of in-stadium experience. If you want to go back, good grief, it's probably been 15 years when the Arizona Diamondbacks put the swimming pool in the outfield. You could rent that area for like a pool party. Um, I think UCF tried to kind of create a, a beach zone inside the bounce house up at the top of the stadium, The Jacksonville Jaguars kind of did beach-style cabanas in their stadium. This is a little bit different spin on all of that. Um, Have you talked to Mississippi State fans' Seen reaction to this? How's it being received? The, The reaction,
5: by and large, has been positive early on. There was a lot of questions about it, and even from me, because I could not wrap my head around the idea of left-field lounge in Davis-Wade Stadium. Now that I've seen the mock-ups of it, it's been relatively positive. You yeah, have some people who are just like, I'm not coming to the games regardless, or I'm, you know, there's just some of those people. But I think by and large people are, are I don't know if excited is the right word, but they're interested. Yeah, and, and, and from what I can tell, the the, the university feels like they, they've gotten some commitments already on these things. These were seats that were not being sold, though. That that was the main thing that Mississippi State put out. They 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 took 1,900 seats, or they lost 1,900 seats in this in this renovation. But these were 1,900 seats in the corners of the end zone. I'm sorry, of the upper deck that they weren't getting sold anyway. So why not try something here? I, I applaud that. I think it's it's a it's an interesting idea. I think it has a lot of potential. Um, but I you know we'll have to see how it goes this first year.
3: It's not terribly expensive. For 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 what you're getting,
5: yeah. If you if you you have eight people, it's five thousand dollars. So I mean, five thousand divided by eight, it's like was six twenty five something like that for a season ticket. Five thousand because you get it's eight spots.
3: That is twenty seven hundred dollar donation, and then two hundred twenty five dollars a ticket. What's two
5: twenty five times eight?
3: Okay, maybe that math works. 225
26: 1800 Hey, 200
3: 1800 plus 27 plus
5: 2700. Yeah, 4500. Okay. All right, so it's about 5 grand. Yeah. So, you know, well, I, for that's a rounding error at the crosshouse. I get it. Mm. Uh, but that? it's 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 it feels like it's a pretty good deal. I mean, for it definitely seems like a, you know, it's like I said it's just interesting to me, the idea of, you know, I don't know how people think so think of some of this stuff. I would never would have thought the idea of having people standing up in and, and, and the upper deck. I would never would have thought of that. But kudos, Mississippi State. I'll, get, I'll give them some credit for this one.
3: Yeah, and I guess you can kind of, I mean, you can kind of set it up left field lounge style, like if you want to bring chairs. Right. I think the release said you could bring chairs. Chairs, and you tents,
5: can, things like that.
3: No, you, you can't, can't bring no a tents. grill. that's No tents. It's a, t- it's a tent. No, I said you can't do tents. There's a shade structure on the back wall of each, and and I initially thought, man, eh, does that really help you all that much? But with it being on the west side, then largely you're going I mean, right, tent, to uh, yep. you're, you're going to be you know sun setting behind you.
5: I would just buy one of those fans like the NFL teams have on the sideline. That's all I really need up there. Oh,
12: those,
5: or you, you know, do cool zones.
3: Do like the bench? That's got yeah. the fans built into it. Yeah, something like that. It is still the upper deck, so in terms of viewing, eh.
5: it is what it is. But I feel like they have a better chance of selling these than they did of just selling you know seats on the bleachers at at, at that. Price. What about and in that? terms I just, I of it's like not even investment. better
4: chance? It's they they have a chance. Period.
5: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah.
3: So let's let's just say it's five thousand a box. Is it is it twenty four of these on each end? Is that right? Or twelve of these on each end for a total of twenty four of them? It's 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 twenty two total. It's eleven on Tw- each end. So so let's just say because some of them are bigger than others. I mean, round up and say you get eight thousand of them. That's one hundred and seventy six thousand dollars in gross revenue. It's a two and a half million dollar yeah. project. Yeah. I don't know how – maybe it's not about making money on it. I mean, maybe it's just more about getting people in that part of the stadium. Just getting people in. I mean,
5: it looks – when your upper decks are empty, I mean, I just it's just not a good look. You think about like a CBS game and they, the first shot is always that overhead of the stadium. When your upper decks are empty, that's just not, that's not what you want. This gives you an opportunity to put some people in the stands. You're still going to make some money long-term on it. I think I – you know. They gotta try something. That's the other the other side of this is the other option was not sell the seats at all.
3: Yeah. You're right. Um somebody says that forty five hundred dollars per game or for the season? Well, that's that's for the, the season. season. Yeah. yeah. If it was forty five hundred a game, that would have
4: been
5: a waste of two and a half million dollars. Yeah, th- yeah. Then we need to start talking about having some personal butler service and yeah. and things of that nature. Lobster buffets,
4: you
3: know. Ooh. Yeah, well, Zach now got my rib. rib. Says cool idea. Can't wait to see it in action. How much space is dedicated to it? What it's um, it's two sections in each on corner, either side. Right? Yeah. Right. Correct. RC, stop with your negativity. Next year, Ole Miss will try it. I don't think I've been negative. I think it's kind of a cool concept. See if it works out. I was just trying to figure out the math behind it. So just so negative. By the way, Ole Miss doesn't have an upper deck. So it's true. we will be back. Sports talk, Mississippi.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Bridgeland and Brandon, call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. We're looking good so far this afternoon with this time no wrecks or breakdowns, no major congestion to speak up. Buckle up, drive safe, have a great evening. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to get you going on your path to financial well-being. Stop by, call, or visit them online to learn about their great loan rates, free checking, and much more at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
9: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented 8-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only
6: at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glykstead or online at binnelson.com.
20: When you need an oil change, go see Central Mississippi's oil change specialists at Car Care Clinic Jet Lube. Their 28-point full-service oil change is more than an oil change. You get peace of mind with premium motor oil. Preventative maintenance to change. Inspect, check, fill, and clean essential components of your vehicle. And upon request, interior vacuuming. Just drive in, stay in your car, and the job is done in just a few minutes. Plus, Car Care Clinic is COVID compliant. Car Care Clinic offers a 10% discount for women every Wednesday. And military, seniors, and offers responders every Thursday and is your locally owned and operated AAA recommended repair shop in the Jackson Metro. An A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau with ASE certified mechanics. Car Care Clinic has been a trusted business for great service for over 45 years. Visit any of their convenient locations or go to cccjl.com for savings. Car Care Clinic, we want to change your oil, not your schedule. Nobody cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile. It's Canon time.
6: Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson. We service
1: Nissans. We also service other makes and models. We'll keep your vehicle ready for your summertime travels. We are open six days a week, and no appointment is needed. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody.
11: In the runoff election, you have a clear choice. Michael Cassidy proposes $48 trillion in new federal spending. It's the last thing we need while inflation is making us pay more. To stop reckless government spending, we need a real conservative in Congress, like Michael Guest.
13: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message
14: because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi values. I ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff election.
11: Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Take the friggin' wax out of ear. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is Sports Talk. Mississippi. woo I say, sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. So, an uh,
3: intentional, unintentional leak? Or an unintentional, intentional leak? Perhaps.
4: Buddy. Buddy, I'm here to tell you,
3: this is not an accident. So, you are familiar with Lane Kiffin's dog, Juice, the yellow lab. Uh, you are... Perhaps familiar that Lane Kiffin's dog has his own Twitter account. I'm not entirely sure who runs that. I don't think it's Lane Kiffin himself. It's got to be one of the kids. Nah, it's a staffer. You think it's a staff member doing that? Yeah, no doubt.
4: Somebody gets paid to tweet as a dog. Uh, yes.
5: What a life! Well, somebody's already getting paid, and they just added this to their list.
3: So. There is a picture of Juice Kiffin, the dog. I mean, really comfortable looking. He is lying on the end of a couch on his back. I mean, like, all four legs up in the air, just sacked out. And the caption on the tweet is, Dreaming of Dingers, you know, all in on the baseball team. And yet, in the foreground, right there on the coffee table, there is an old, a white old Miss football helmet with the real tree fishing logo pattern on it, and some uniform concept ideas from Nike as well. Um, with this helmet, there is an all white uniform, white jersey with powder blue shoulder stripes and numbers. There is a traditional red jersey with gray pants. There is what has become a, I guess, more traditional powder blue jersey with white pants. That's what it looks like. Are the two on the ends not the same? Is the, it not white? They jersey, white are pants the same. The helmet appears to be different, but they oh, are the okay. same. I got you. So it's the um, the the real tree wave three fishing pattern fishing shirt pattern by the way the 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 amount of different patterns for outdoor activities that outdoor companies can continue to come up with and market and sell is really impressive you know do you want camouflage or not oh that doesn't even begin to narrow it down so um As you would expect, people are abuzz with uniform concepts as they always are.
4: Yeah, some folks are mad that there's no navy blue in that concept. But that that looks good. It's a good look. The white with the powder looks good. I said it the other day. I think that the powder should be a color that's even more prominent than it already is because that next to red looks really, really good and these uniform concepts that are definitely not accidentally placed in this picture look really good. If it's this year, if it's next year, whatever, it looks really good.
3: Yeah. Okay. Just thought I'd share that because people kind of go crazy over uniform stuff. Yeah. Also, I had this idea. So they've kind
4: of faded out the Tony the Landshark thing. Great story. Great tradition considering the story. A veteran playing football at your school, having the shark fin. The can opener lizard didn't really work out. Why not just have a bunch of labs running around? You've you've got the police that have this black lab that's been hanging out with the baseball team. You've got this yellow lab hanging out in Kiffin's office. Everybody loves labs. So just slap a jersey on a Lab and and leash him around the Grove during football season and on the sidelines, and everybody will love it. And nobody can make fun of you. Say, oh, you guys are the old Miss Labs now? Yeah. Yeah, Labs are awesome. Please make fun of a dog that everybody loves. You can't. So just have a fleet of Labs that hang out at your sporting events and let that be your mascot. Dogs are awesome Everybody loves dogs.
3: Hey, hey, Dad, true or false, there is already a uh, school in the state of Mississippi that has a dog as a mascot?
4: Correct. Yeah, who cares? It's a cool dog. Everybody loves the dog. Dogs are cool. And it, you're not changing the nickname. You're not becoming the old Miss Labs, just like it's the Tennessee Volunteers, but a dog is their mascot. Who cares? Smokey is awesome.
5: So just... You know, if you keep trying... If you guys keep trying, eventually you'll get one right on this mascot thing. And that's eventually it's going to happen for you.
4: And that is a correct one. You you can't tell me that if you had juice on a leash running around the grove, people wouldn't think that's cool. And again, you can still be the rebels. But the mascot's a dog. I mean, you've had a a bear and a shark mascot. Don't you have to
5: name? Don't you have to name him Rebel? Rebel the dog? You get like five of them. You
4: got Juice. You can do Vaught, You can do Swayze. You can do
3: Pavlov. Nope. Can't do, do that. <laughs> you got to do Archie, says, right? I, I think um, Tim Elmo should be the mascot.
5: Tim Elmo?
3: Yeah. That's like, either a like typo or Muppet? a joke. But I mean, I, I think they're like the referencing Tim Elko. Just change the letter. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a ty- it was yeah. a typo. Sorry, I knew that he meant Tim Elko. I just thought Tim Elmo was funnier. Speaking yes, of Tim yeah, Elmo, uh, about forty minutes from right now, he and his teammates will uh, will be taking the field in Omaha in a uh, mm-hmm. in an opportunity to advance to the College World Series final. Just around the horn. Can do almost voice. I can't. Can can we uh, can we just start with mascots? Just. It it just doesn't matter. It's a cartoon character. Have one, don't have one, whatever.
12: The no. shark thing
3: dogs. would have worked. The, the shark thing would have worked, but you didn't do the shark thing right. Just, just let it go. The bear would have worked. Gave up on it too early. Just whatever. Dogs.
5: Bunch of dogs. Yeah. Have y'all thought about going back? You know what, never mind.
3: No. No, I don't think anybody's thought about going back to that. No. Nobody whose opinion matters, anyway. Yeah. Um, Who's winning tonight? Ole Miss or Arkansas? At some point, you have to ride a wave, right?
4: Ride a wave where the wave wave takes you somewhere? Get caught up in the undertow? I, I, I mean... You know Arkansas is throwing a, a big lefty tonight with a, with really good stuff, but he's erratic. And what about what Ole Miss's lineup has done in the postseason tells you that they won't be patient and work counts and make this guy throw them strikes tonight, which is something that he hasn't been able to do. Now, we're, this is this game is so interesting because Ole Miss has not had to rely on a game three starter to carry them yet this postseason, right? You swept the super regional by a score of fifteen to nothing. You had to pitch Derek Diamond in the regional to win, but you scored twenty runs. So here's the real test for for your game three pitching. But how can you not look at what this Ole Miss lineup has done in the way they're playing and think that they're going to lose at this point, especially to somebody
3: that's had command issues as of late? Hey Dad, we got a we got a message from somebody that says, "Can I get 20 seconds of Hey Dad's thoughts on the game and what needs to be done?" What do you really think, Brian, about this game? That's from Zach in Oxford.
5: You got you got to time me here. Uh, Go. Part of me, part of me thinks that Ole Miss is going to win this game. They're just so now they're playing well, but I wonder, you know, if going to Gaddis is sort of like what uh, a lighter version of what Van Horn did. Did they did they overthink it a little bit? I think Arkansas wins, and we, we we're going to go to another game. Time's up. Go away.
3: All I know is you are in good shape because Brian Haydad just picked Arkansas to win again, just like he did on Monday night. I got news for you, Haydad. This is Brian Obers Haydad secretly, secretly pulling for the Rebels? They didn't go out there to get a haircut.
5: Okay. It's my analysis. I haven't ever
3: heard that. I
5: haven't ever heard that particular southern analogy.
3: Yeah, yep. That's uh, that's one of my favorites. I like it, and, and I've used it on my kids a bunch of times. Like when I want them to hurry up, I'm like, "Come on, guys, we didn't come out here to get a haircut." To the point that now on the on, on the the lake, like if they're ready to go and we're dawdling, they'll be like, "Hurry up, Daddy! We didn't come out here to get a haircut." Thanks a lot. There
5: we go. Appreciate that. Um, using it against you. That's the way it's supposed to go.
3: Yeah, that's it. Zach, <laughs> Zach and Oxford says hilarious. I forgot about the radio coming in. All I got from Haydad was the Rebels are hot and Ole Miss baseball is on the air. That's <laughs> all you needed. Beautiful. Beautiful. Kenny and Weston says the same thing. He just got cut off as the game pregame show was coming on. We missed every word.
5: DK Beautiful. and Hindu will just have
3: to do. We got a half an hour left with you. If you're listening on uh, supertalk.fm, FM, SuperTalk TV, or one of the uh, SuperTalk stations that does not carry Ole Miss baseball, we're going to hang with you for a little while longer. We'll talk some. Uh, who knows what? Who knows what? We'll be right back.
6: This is Fox on Justice. Moderna's life-saving COVID-19 vaccine
4: was produced with unprecedented speed, but the pharmaceutical firm now faces multiple lawsuits which could leave taxpayers paying the tab. Greg Dolan is a University of Baltimore law professor.
18: The statute um, allows the
14: um, basically United States government to violate somebody's patent, uh, provided that the person whose patent is violated can then sue the US government in a specialized court called the Court of Federal Claims.
21: That may surprise American taxpayers, with Moderna predicting it would bring in at least $19
4: billion this year. Tahir Amin is co-executive director of IMAC, Initiative for Medicines, Access, and Knowledge.
22: When it comes to the the actual issues of intellectual property and who owns it, and Moderna being able to essentially take all the profit from, despite all the public research, I think the liability lies with Moderna.
7: Moderna
4: did not respond to Fox's request for comment. Mike Emanuel, Fox News.
2: I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The family of Morris Griffith has reached out and requested that people continue to be on the lookout for the 83-year-old male who's been missing now for 17 days. On Monday, June 6, Griffith was last seen around 2.30 p.m. in the 7200 block of Dry Grove Road in Terry. He was wearing a blue dress shirt, blue jeans, and tan loafers. His family describes him as a white male standing at 5 feet 10 inches tall with gray hair and hazel eyes. Griffith also suffers from both Alzheimer's and dementia. If you have any information regarding his whereabouts, please contact the Hines County Sheriff's Office at 601-352-1521. And a $400 million Sports Illustrated Resort is reported to be coming to Dyberville, the resort which will be centered around an 11-acre crystal lagoon. Plans to have shops, restaurants, interactive events, as well as a beach boardwalk. For everything Mississippi, find us online at supertalk.fm.
1: Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
3: we We had winners and losers on a Wednesday. We would put Kevin and Bonnie Cooljat on the winners list. You guys probably saw this earlier today. The Jello Shot Challenge at Rocco's started as a unique idea to add another layer of fun for fans who attend the College World Series in Omaha. Our staff and the teams who have participated over the years have had a great time. However, this year, we are experiencing something we never expected when we hung up a whiteboard with eight teams written on it four years ago. The perfect storm of two great baseball schools full of tradition, awesome fan support, and a huge competitive spirit on and off the diamond. Being a small business that barely survived the pandemic, our family and our staff cannot thank everyone enough for supporting Roccos and lefties this year especially when we know there are many people still struggling to get their lives back in order. Being blessed with the run we're having this year during the series, Roccos and lefties would like to give back some of our good fortune to both universities whose fans are taking such good care of us. Regardless of who sets the new series record, this year, we would like to donate two dollars for every Jello shot that has and will be purchased by each school's fans to the June B. Gearhart Full Circle Pantry Food Pantry at the University of Arkansas and the Grove Food Pantry at Ole Miss. We hope to help students and staff who are experiencing food insecurities. This has truly been an amazing experience. Thank you, and let's keep it going. How awesome is that?
5: It's great. It's fantastic. And I, won't be, I I was making fun of them on Monday, not the owners. I love them because they're just smart business people. But y'all keep buying these shots.
3: Arkansas, this was uh, seven hours ago. Arkansas still in the lead with 7,399 Jello shots purchased. Ole Miss closing in on 6,000, again, as of seven hours ago, at $5,927. So just doing rough math here. That's a fifteen thousand dollar donation to the University of Arkansas food pantry and a twelve thousand dollar donation to the old Miss Food Pantry. That's really cool. Yeah. And they're not done yet. They're not done yet. That's just that's just awesome. Got another five days maybe. Yeah. It was funny. They had one last night. Said updated just before the game ended because I have a feeling there's going to be some rowdy Razorback fans tearing this place up tonight. That was after last night's game, so we'll we uh, we'll see where the Jello shots. And, and again, Mississippi State kind of brought some uh, some notoriety not the right word, um, attention. Put some attention to it a year ago. Yeah, with kind of going crazy on the Jell-O shots, they bought almost three thousand of them. Somebody sends us a message says they need LSU; they would sell out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure LSU would do quite well too. Gumbo shots, gross. Gumbo flavored Jell-O.
5: I mean, just a splash of bourbon in the gumbo and just get after it. It's not that much different than a Bloody Mary. Bunch of oyster shooters too.
3: Hey, did you guys see the sad news from the NFL today? Uh Tony Saragusa yeah. has passed away. 55 that years lies. old. Played 12 years in the NFL. First 5 years with the Colts, last 5 or the first 7 with the Colts and they spent his last 5 with uh, with Baltimore. And uh man, they were good, good, good up front. Jim Ursay, the owner of the uh, Colts, tweeted the goose squeezed two hundred fun loving years into fifty five. He was one of the most physical uh, he was one of the most physically strongest come on, Jim, players I have ever seen in fifty years. In Greece, they would ask one question at the end of one's life, did he have passion? In Tony's case, yes he did. Sucks. He was unique for unique, the Ravens. unique as a broadcaster also.
5: Ravens lost an actual player, uh, a current player, too, Jalen Ferguson. You you might remember him playing at Louisiana Tech a few years back, led the nation in sacks.
3: Mm. 26. In the first edition of Hard Knocks, Tony Siragusa delivered one of the top moments when he barricaded the tight ends in their meeting room with a table. Shannon Sharp famously declared that he wanted restitution and so he stole Tony Siragusa's truck in order to give an apology. We need more of that.
5: The on first Hard Knox was the best. Yes. That's what I want.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they've corporatized it now. Everything's all buttoned up. Well, yeah
5: pick a good team too. Pick a team that's not going into camp with a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Are we getting the Lions this year? Isn't that what it is? That's what I'm saying. Dan yeah. Campbell, like how good would the chi- you know the Chiefs would be good with Chris Jones and, and 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 Travis Kelsey. Those guys would be cracking us up. But instead, we're going to get. oh, We're just trying to build a culture here.
3: There's a lot of unsuccessful culture. culture building that goes on,
5: especially when they talk about the Detroit Lions.
3: Like Evidence by the fact that teams lose every year, a lot. Yeah. Uh, somebody says maybe losing is your so? culture. Yeah, maybe so. What did he die of? Uh, don't know the answer to that. So they haven't, they haven't released that. That yet. news has not been released at uh, at this point. Um, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can join us on the Ceasefire Text Line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. There is. Uh, PGA Tour related news to the Live Golf Invitational Series. Jay Monahan today called it an irrational threat to the game. He used a bunch of big, high, mighty words about you know them not actually caring about growing the game. But here's the uh, the, the part of it that was pretty important. Jay Monahan sent a mem- uh, memo to the players today that said. Um, there are fifty-four million dollars in purse increases for eight existing tournaments. The tournament of champions out in Maui, total purse is going from eight million to fifteen million. The Genesis Invitational, so that's um, that's Riviera, the Arnold Palmer in South Florida, the Dell match play, the Memorial at Jack's tournament, the players, all those purses are going up. The first few are going from twelve to fifteen million. The Players' Championship is going to a $25 million purse. And the FedEx St. Jude Championship and BMW Championship are going to uh, $20 million. I They're changing the calendar again.
4: See, and that is, it's not the most important thing in the sport at large, but that's the thing that grabbed my interest the most and for, for local impacts.
3: Yeah, so the the FedEx Cup points race is going back to the calendar year. It's January through August, which means if I'm reading this correctly, Borky, there will no, be no FedEx points assigned based on winning the Sanderson Farms Championship. That,
4: that that's how this memo reads. Uh, I don't know what that does to the Masters invite, but there is a, a, a caveat. So the top seventy players. -hmm. Will retain their card after the end of the year. Beyond so seventy-one plus will have to play the fall swing to earn status for next year. Okay, so they're going to use the fall as like a playoff to keep your card almost.
3: So, so you're talking
4: seventy-one through one twenty-five to to keep their cards. And I assume... That's a lot of good golfers also, by the way. Right. I mean, you're going to have guys that that are... Like, Sam Burns won't play moving forward. He's a top 30 guy. But you'll get some of these guys that have had like a bad year, say a Ricky Fowler, who hasn't played here before, to my knowledge, at least not recently, who would have to fight for his card now. That kind of thing. So at least you would have compelling storylines and, and also and some good you- players in this
3: field still, despite this change and maybe you do still get a sam burns because he loves the golf course he loves the way he's been treated he's a past champion and he's kind of giving him his word that he's going to keep playing and money also good i was gonna say so somebody still get him check for almost a million dollars if they win the golf tournament in jackson yeah so i'm curious to see what that i, I imagine that our friend steve has been pretty busy in the last couple of days certainly would uh think so hey Dad, what were you saying a second ago
5: I just was shocked to learn that Colin Morikawa puts the milk in the bowl before the cereal. The heck's wrong with that guy?
3: What?
4: Yeah, so when he... Because there have been rumors that he was going, which he was like... He he goes on Twitter to basically say, You guys are all idiots. I'm I'm not going anywhere. Stop talking about me. I'm going to go back to my breakfast and pour cereal in my milk. And he's... Did a podcast interview, I think it was on part of my take, where he admitted that that's how he starts the process. He pours milk first, then adds cereal, not the other that's way serious,
5: around. Serious serious issues. Serious issues. Like, By the way, cereal with
3: milk, that's that's breakfast soup. Um maybe should be institutionalized. I uh,
5: yes I <laughs>
3: Finally, then, then, we agree on something, Richard. I, I have I have serious, serious concerns. Now, the, the only exception to that rule is if you've got milk left in the bottom of the bowl and you don't want to just drink the milk yeah. out of the bowl and you want to add a little bit of cereal left to finish out the milk, that's okay. But you can't put the milk in first and then pile the cereal on. That's... Poo. There's a problem with that. We'll give you lineups for tonight when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi.
1: Securing America.
25: Secretary of State Antony Blinken addressed a food security roundtable that shone a spotlight on global shortages and available food for many nations. He began by saying globally, people living with food insecurity from 2016 to 2021 is 160 million.
7: In part because of the accelerating climate crisis, as well, of course, as the pandemic, COVID-19. Add to that Russia's war on Ukraine. The leading producer of wheat, of corn...
25: Sunflower oil. Blinken stressed at the meeting that the U.S. needs nations to help it ensure that food supplies can be boosted in the short term and cultivated in the long term. Help countries move
7: from vulnerability ultimately to self-sufficiency.
25: He added as Russian aggression continues in Ukraine. We can't wait for President Putin to do the right thing. He says the world's food security depends on plans made to address it today. Gernal Scott, Fox News.
20: This is House Call for Health. A recent study finds your
8: best times to do workouts may be based on what you want out of them. Scientists at Skidmore College in New York say workout time of day results can be different for men and women. Researchers found women working out in mornings burned more belly fat. Men wanting better results burning belly fat should work out at night. Evening exercise helped women with strength, power, and endurance. Men lowered blood pressure, heart disease risks, and burned more fat in the evenings. 140 women and more than 60 men from the Saratoga Springs, New York area responded to ads about the study. Of them, 30 women and 26 men were chosen to participate. They were all healthy, non smoking people with no cardiovascular or metabolic diseases per their medical histories. All of the participants were also highly active individuals. The study was published in Frontiers of Physiology. For more health news, go to FoxNewsHealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Lisa Brady. Fox News.
1: place of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Mississippi, introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi.
3: View on Sports Talk Mississippi one last time. Ole Miss the home team for the first time in the College World Series. First pitch about about 14 minutes or so away. Uh, Arkansas leading off with Braden Webb in center field. Peyton Stovall, who was hitting eight in the lineup when Ole Miss and Arkansas played on Monday night, is batting second today, coming off a five-hit night last night. Caden Wallace... At third base, is batting third. Michael Turner, the catcher, he's hitting cleanup. Chris Lanzilli, the right fielder, he is batting fifth. Robert Moore, the second baseman, is hitting sixth. Hard to believe that Robert Moore's got a two hundred thirty-three batting average this year. That's, that's just hard to wrap my mind around. Jalen Battles, their shortstop, is batting seventh. Hitting eighth is the D.H. Brady Slavens. He falls from two in the order to eight in the order. And the left fielder, Zach Gregory, is batting ninth. Hagan Smith, the left-hander, is pitching today for Arkansas. For Ole Miss, Justin Bench in center field. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez at shortstop. Tim Elko at first. Kevin Graham in left. Kemp Alderman, the DH. Chatagnier batting sixth and playing second base. Dunhurst batting seventh and catching. Garrett Wood is the third baseman today. And batting eighth. And Calvin Harris, who has been red hot in the postseason he is playing right field and batting night three forty seven average on the year for uh, Calvin Harris. By the way, Kevin Graham's batting average up to three forty three. John Gaddis, the starter tonight for Ole Miss. Interesting. No changes
4: at all uh, with a, a lefty, uh, sticking with the same lineup that they went with on Monday night. Well, who would you change at this I, point? I, I wouldn't either. It just you know McCann's is an option there still. Uh, you know he's done some lefty righty tinkering even this postseason. Not tonight.
3: Yeah, I mean, no reason to. But not even think. I'm, I'm trying to think of who the right-handed hitter you might. I mean, are you going to like DH Ben Van Cleve instead of Kemp Alderman? No. <laughs> I mean, you you get righty righty there. Not with the ABs that Alderman's been giving you. No. Not at all. And he has not swung it particularly well. I get He had the big hit in game one against Auburn. He's walked. He have an 0 for with a couple of walks on Monday. Yeah, see, it's, that was
4: it. it's not like he hasn't gotten the big hit, like you said. I mean, he had that towering home run in Coral Gables. But uh, like that sack fly in Hattiesburg, for example, He he's having more mature at-bats, I guess I would say. Like he hadn't had that big hit that's changed everything but he's kind of our favorite word a microcosm of why this team is playing so much better because there's a guy in the lineup where if you look at his numbers you're not blown away but then when you have to pitch to him it's like holy crap this is pitch number 8 or 9 in the at bat and it's productive
3: so yeah um you got to share so uh your wife complained about your mustache
4: yeah a little bit i got the first complaint today uh, i was told that it's uh, it's starting to hurt it's spiky
3: apparently oh like when you kiss her yeah
2: okay <laughs> where else where
5: else would she have noticed um it's come on
3: Mike in Oxford says they faced a lefty on Monday and drove in two runs against Auburn. First two runs against Auburn. Yeah, I mean, the the overall numbers for the season, Ole Miss is not been as good against left-handed pitchers. The postseason, Ole Miss has just been locked in at the plate, period. Hadn't mattered. I mean, you know, whether it's Hagen Smith or Sandy Koufax, they're seeing the ball pretty well. Probably you'd rather and see a, a Hagen Smith a, and Sandy Koufax.
5: A quick note that this just got came out. If there is a game tomorrow, it's been moved from six to three.
3: Well that's actually not gonna work for us because we have a radio show that starts at three o'clock. The I'm good news is not gonna is. be a game at three tomorrow.
9: Not gonna be a game tomorrow at three
3: o'clock. Love it. I mean unless unless you're wanting to watch like Omaha Little League. They, they might Oklahoma have a pretty good little can... league
4: program there in Omaha. Yeah, maybe they, they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So, what we got for the last minute? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of. I got no more.
4: You got stuff. 15 seconds, and then we can rush home and watch a baseball
5: game.
3: All right. Well, how about I say this? Obi Wan was good. joining us. Say what?
5: Obi Wan Kenobi. There it is. Series finale today. Hmm.
3: There you go. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday afternoon. Pretty big baseball game. First pitch coming up in about seven minutes. Thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Maybe you can uh, sneak out and get a little twilight round of golf on this uh, this Wednesday evening. Or you can watch baseball. We'll break it all down with you tomorrow. For Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Have a great night.